Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. This is going to be another episode of SNTR Gaming talking about the wealth transfer update in New World. I'm going to go into that just now and what's been going on, what they did, why I'm worried. Now, this opening segment's recorded. The rest of the video is a live broadcast. So if you weren't here, you're welcome to watch the rest of it. But the opening, this is is an SNTR update. The New World Wealth Transfers were disabled and have since been re-enabled, and I want to talk about what has been going on, what happened in the aftermath, why I'm concerned, and what they should do to the people that were involved. If you like these video game updates, hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss them. You can also watch me live stream these over on SNTR Gaming. So, what exactly was going on? Again, the exploits continue to emerge in New World and a gold duping one was discovered and the only thing they could seemingly do was shut down wealth transfer now this led to some other things that i'll talk about in a moment but it immediately affected player base numbers i noticed there was a very very quick sort of decline usually in the mornings there's probably two hundred and fifty thousand people or so playing and there was only about 200, 150, 170. It had dropped a little bit. Players sort of had their mood soured by the fact that all wealth transfers and the trade house had been disabled. Now, another result of this was that you could go and schedule upgrades and then cancel the upgrades and get the money back but it couldn't use your money so it was generating basically money out of thin air so this became a duping glitch inside of the no wealth transfers to stop the duping glitch so companies could go and say oh hey I'm going to say that we want these upgrades and then we're going to cancel them so it's going to attempt to do it and then give us money back but we never put money in to begin with so that was one of the many results of them shutting this down now this is leading me to say the most important aspect of this video probably instead of just talking about what happened and the fact that they're updating it like why am I worried now obviously I recently talked about how I don't think the game should be described as broken I think that term is being overused I think that term is becoming like when we say a weapon is OP people commonly now say a weapon is OP overpowered and they just mean it's strong and now I think people are saying a game is broken and all they really mean is the game has problems nobody's going to sit here me especially and try to pretend that the game doesn't have problems I mean I've made a ton of videos about those problems but I think we're overusing statements like broken and obviously since I recently said that it's not a broken game people are going to be like well are you waffling Listen, me being concerned about all these problems and things that I'm seeing is because I care about the game. And it does seem like every other week there's a new thing going on and a new exploit. The community is very ravenous. They're, they're going after and trying to find all these exploits. They're trying to do everything they can to take shortcuts and break the game. Now, I'm not going to sit here and get preachy at those people. I've said time and time again that gamer behavior will naturally descend into taking the path of least resistance, looking for exploits looking for shortcuts that's what gamers do that's what human beings do i mean that's 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 why we find new ways to travel and that's why we develop new technology we're trying to have the path of least resistance between point a and b and so people apply the same philosophy to gaming I do think they need to address all of the things that have been going on in two ways number 1 they need to own it 
and talk about the things when they're happening. I'm going to probably do a second video about why they don't always admit openly and publicly when there are exploits in the game. I watched a video of a guy last night losing his mind over the fact that like New World devs won't confirm these bugs exist. Can you think maybe why they wouldn't do that? They're not going to tweet blasts and forum blasts that these exploits exist because more people would do it. They have to kind of keep it hush-hush until it's patched. That's, That's common sense, and it was kind of lost on this guy. But... I do think they need to kind of own it and keep coming out with the, with the transparency and get in front of this. There are some pretty significant problems that won't be going away anytime soon. The second thing they need to do is ban the offenders. There's got to be ways to track this and track the people that are doing the wrong thing. Now, somebody said there was some way that they were dispersing the gold throughout the server, and so people were getting banned because they received gold that they didn't even know they were going to be receiving. Obviously, the New World devs need to be careful here and look for the extreme outliers and the people that have really gone crazy during this. Uh, Some people are calling for the servers to be shut down for a temporary amount of time to really rectify all this or to revert or wipe servers so that people can't have all of the duping progress, like revert us back a couple of days. There's no great answer right now, but it needs to be addressed very quickly, efficiently, and I think severely for the worst offenders. So if you like these video game updates, hit subscribe and the bell button, and I'll see you in the next one. And I'll see everybody else right now live in the stream. Thank you for being here this morning. We greatly appreciate it so, so much. I left the blue lights up. I was recording this morning. I had to re-record the entire uh, Destiny community episode for the Say No to Rage story. I was not happy with the recording that I had. So I had to re-record it. What's good, Feed? I see you in the chat. Um, ban the exploiters, don't take away my precious grind. I know that's the problem, Fazimoto. It's like, if we revert servers or we shut down servers, then what are you going to do? You know, what are you going to do? Are you going to, are you going to suddenly have this sense of like, oh man, everybody gets punished because these people were, were exploiting, you know, because that's what it's going to feel like. No one's going to say, oh no, that's fine, revert the servers or shut down the servers. No one, no one's going to say that. No one's going to say, yeah, that's totally fine. Just go ahead and do that. Um, dead broken game, get off your copium, a mega lull. <laughs> yeah, the one guy asked me this morning, he was like, why does Lono get so harsh when people refer to it as a, uh, as a broken game? And I was like, because it's such an over it's it's so overused do you know what i'm saying like it's just it, it's 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 too it's not even it doesn't even mean anything anymore so like any game that has bugs problems or exploits they're 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 all broken every single one of them like well now the word doesn't mean anything like everything's broken then every game has bugs every game has exploits every game has problems so broken's just getting overused like I said people do the same thing with the weapon they're like oh that weapon's OP OP originally was a a term born out of the idea that if something was overpowered and needed to be nerfed or needed to be you know addressed and, and now we just say OP for a good weapon you know that's gonna drive me crazy The little LEDs were peeking out. The little LEDs were peeking out. It was going to drive me crazy. I was like, I could see it. I could see it. I'll leave the blue. I usually go red and blue for this scene, but I'll leave the blue. It's fine. Um, 
Glad you're able to see my post about the Lost Ark beta. Can't wait to see you play tomorrow. I got in. I got a code. And then I got extra codes. I'm uh, talking to one of the guys uh, that is uh, involved. And um, I got some codes. So I'm offering a code to Vinny. And then I'm trying to see if any of the other guys who typically play New World with me during the day. Victor. um, Demetrius. Uh, Victor, Vinny, Demetrius, and Manny. We're trying to see if they're going to be available to play on Thursday, if they're even going to want to. Um, probably Thursday and Friday. I have not, Sandy, I have not had a chance to take a crack at the No Man's Sky New Expedition. I have been way too busy with all these other things that we've been working on. Um, so I am sorry about that. I know we were trying to dip our toe in that, but man, Hello Games, they make it so, so hard to cover their game. They make almost no announcements. They don't promote stuff. And so every time we covered the game, it just, it did not get, it did not get the response that we were hoping for. It's a lot of wasted effort. And I hate to talk about it in that realm, but like, I have so much limited hours in the day. I mean, I love No Man's Sky and would play it if I could, but it was just clear we were we were spinning our wheels anytime we covered that game like they just don't do, do a good job uh marketing and kind of covering uh and, and announcing things um they they need I, I would love to see them do a better job um with within that realm because i do think it it uh it hurts yes unfortunately lost ark is pc only i'm not happy about that i am not happy about the fact that we are um we're consistently going to be landing in PC only games. The hope would be that we're building a good foundation and then all these games would start coming to console and then we would just be in a great, great spot. I, I don't like that. I, I, I don't like leaving behind uh, the console homies. Um, so, excuse me, sick displayed, excited about the Book of Boba Fett series. Yes, I am very excited about it as well. I, uh, I, anything Star Wars, man, I don't even care. I know people are like, oh, it's too much, they're doing too much, or whatever. I don't care. I'm like, do it. Make as many, make as many things as you want, you know? Uh, (laughs) make as many things as you want. I need to get, oh, I failed miserably. I, I need to get, um, I need to reach out to 80s tees. I didn't, I didn't fail miserably. I need to reach out to 80s tees and get a bunch of Christmas shirts uh, for the coming weeks. They've got some good ones. Uh, I'm currently wearing a Pong shirt from their video game collection. If you like the shirt I'm wearing today or the displays behind me, remember to use those commands and those uh, links, codes, and all that. Should have used your money to get a rig instead of a new-gen console. Yeah, that's kind of salt in the wound, Christina, but I, you know, it's got to feel that way a little bit uh, for, for people that have been trying their best to even get a rig and haven't been able to. It's like getting a rig to play these games, though, would be, you know, I would imagine uh, pretty expensive comparatively, you know. Uh, there's a big difference between a 500, you know, four and $500 console purchase and a gaming rig purchase, especially one that could play New World. I mean, it, you're not going to get a gaming rig for that price, you know. A GPU to match a PS5 or Xbox costs the same price. Yeah, just the GPU. <laughs> uh, uh, never heard of Pong. Oh my gosh. Getting into PC gaming is super expensive right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's graphics card scalping. There's all there's all, there's all, all kind of different uh, things going on that would make that too hard. I mean, it sounds good, right? On paper, it's like, well, you should have got a PC instead of a, you know, a new gaming ring. But it's like the price difference is just astronomical. Uh, question is Returnal the first third person rogue game 
I actually don't know if it's the first ever third-person rogue. Somebody could probably answer that. I played a game called Arborea that was a third-person rogue, but that was well after Returnal. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They added a rogue mode to Mortal Shell, but that that was way late. Hades? No, no, no. He's saying third-person rogue. Hades is not third-person. Hades is isometric. What's good, Agent Atwood? Good morning, Strider. Good morning, everybody, by the way. Thank you guys for being here. I didn't go through and say good morning to everybody. Go through those morning rituals, say good morning, smash a like button, just be awesome. You guys have been great lately. The support of the content's been stellar. I'm very excited to cover Lost Ark with you guys. It could be another very, very good, promising uh, promising game for us. Um, you started the day with the Frickmas coffee. Well, that's the way to start your day. That's the way to start your day. If, uh, if, if you guys haven't tried it yet, Get those Rageous Roast orders in. My wife printed all the labels last night, and we'll be shipping out 12 orders from yesterday. 12 orders from yesterday. So get those orders in. Um, Just check tomorrow's agenda. I'll be stuck in meetings all afternoon. Okay, Victor, no worries. Here they are. Here they are. What's Friday looking like, Victor? What's Friday looking like? Even still, I might just give it to you guys as appreciation for how much you guys have helped me with uh, New World. I don't know. And I might be playing it Friday as well. We'll see. I don't know, because we got from Friday, and it depends on what's going on in New World as well. Pretty sure I'm due some coffee. Probably wait until next week to order some. My coffee should be here now. Get those orders in. One of the main reasons people like it, especially the light roast, it's the most drinkable in the bunch, because it's light. It's the balanced acidity. It's a medium-bodied, honey undertone, smooth-finished, balanced acidity coffee. Same flavor as a dark roast. It still has balanced acidity, but it's more medium-bodied. It's got a more full-bodied taste. And then our medium roast, the Frickmas blend, the holiday blend, also has balanced acidity and a very seasonal, crisp finish. So you can order all three uh, to try one of each, and the shipping stays the same. Some people like to take the Madam Challenge. She can't decide between the dark roast and the Frickmas blend, so they get the red and the green. It's very Christmassy, red and green. That was a total accident. So thank you for all the kind words in chat as well as the people who have ordered it. Uh, Mipsy with a $5 tip. Thank you so much. If you're new, you're tuning in for the first time or for the second or third time. Thanks for coming back. Hit subscribe and the bell button if you haven't already. Subscribing is free and it enables you to talk in my chat. And if you want to support the content directly with the membership, that's what the join button is for. And that does support me directly. We would love to see those memberships go up. Um, We're trying to get to about 400 uh, members here. We're, We're right around 300. Are you going to cover Forza Horizon 5? It releases in the next few days. I don't think so, brother. I really, really don't. Um, just not really my uh, my style. Um, uh, I gave my parents a bag of Rageous Roast, and now I'm their coffee dealer, says Bowers. Bowers, that's amazing. Hey, it makes a great gift. You're trying to get some, you're trying to get gifts. You know what I'm saying? Get some coffee for yourself and snag sn- the light roast is the easiest to give to somebody. It's super drinkable. People drink it black. They drink it with creamer. They do cold brew. The light roast is very drinkable, but the others are excellent. Get some coffee for yourself and grab an extra bag and throw it to somebody as a gift. And if they like it, it's really easy to tell them where to order it. It's just ragelessroast.com. All right. Frickmas is your favorite. Okay. Nice. 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 Forza Horizon 5 is going to be a fun, casual game for me to hit up every once in a while. Yeah, the real problem we're facing this week is we got the Lost Ark beta, and then we have Vanguard launching. Um, I don't know. Friday might get kind of weird. It might get kind of weird. We may just cut the talk show entirely, and 
Um, no, I know. I think I know what we'll do. I think we could do the talk show on Friday, start with Lost Ark Impressions as the talk show, and then roll over into Lost Ark Gameplay. Then we could roll over into Call of Duty Vanguard, and then roll over into From Friday. That's going to put us into notification jail, though, for the Hilly stream, so I'm not sure how we're going to handle that. I'll brainstorm with Creature, but that's a tentative plan we could try. Um, you gave it. You heard it here, folks. Lono gave us permission to throw his coffee at our loved ones. Why'd you throw a bag of coffee in my face? <laughs> well, the, the the streamer man told me to. I don't like car games. I played Forza Horizon Four and I loved it. We'll definitely be playing Five. Game Pass has Battlefield 2042, and you think that one week early access? Just so you and people in chat know, they charged me last night for Battlefield. It hit my it hit my PayPal. I got an email that I had been charged like a hundred something dollars. I was like, the frick? And it was for Battlefield. And I was like, I don't even remember ordering the Primo package, but apparently I did. Um, so, Prime Gaming has Dragon Age Inquisition, Control, Rise of the Tomb Raider, and Guild Wars 2 Ultimate all for free this month. Well, there you go. Um, PC and console for Game Pass? Really? Instructions unclear. Threw a pot of fresh coffee at my family. <laughs> uh, everyone's screaming at me. They're burned and they're all, you know, sticky. Okay, so I'm curious what you guys think. Right, let, let, let's just let's just pull the chat. Let's pull the chat. Is New World in trouble? Yes or no? Let's just go for a very basic poll. Right? Is New World in trouble? Do you think, in light of the recent developments, right? In light of the recent developments, what's in that cup? That was a breakfast shake. Th- this is this is a Frickmas blend. That was a breakfast shake. In light of the recent developments, are you worried? Do you think New World's in trouble? Are you like, no, it's fine. This is grease or growing pains. This is normal. This is what you should come to expect. Like, where are you on this subject, right? Is is New World in trouble? Or uh, are, are, we, are we dealing with a uh, just the normal sort of growing pains of a game like this? MMOs, games of this size, live service games, etc. Is this is this a common theme for these game types? Now, this is one of the reasons why the broken game narrative, I, I just, I don't find it helpful. And the one guy's like, well, I don't understand why Lono gets so hostile when people call it a broken game. I don't get hostile when people call it a broken game. I get hostile when people tell me I'm drinking, I'm, I'm on copium, right? When people tell me I'm on copium, excuse me, I had to sneeze. When people tell me I'm on copium and like, it's, or, or saying things like, it's okay to like a broken game. Like, it's so condescending and insulting. You, you can call the, ga- the game broken all day long. Like, it's not my best friend. I'm not, like, angry that you're insulting my friend. But don't tell me that, like, I'm being at some level intellectually dishonest or something. Like, oh, you won't admit it's broken. It's okay to like broken games. Like, pat, pat, pat on my head like I'm some dum-dum. You know, or tell me I'm on copium. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I, I, I genuinely don't think broken is an accurate description of a game that largely works, that largely has problems only in one portion of the game that most of these problems are user generated like obviously lack of 
quality assurance and lack of protection, new world gameplay is certainly being disrupted by, you know, a lack of security and the lack of care at certain levels from the developers. But like, that doesn't mean I'm on copium because I'm like, well, most of the game works fine. Like, I'm not worried. Like, I'm worried now. I'm worried now. I did a little research last night. I did a little reading and I watched a couple of videos and the way they handled the bug in chat if the video I watched is accurate and honest, I'm a little worried. I'm like, he basically said, so this is what he said. He says, this is what people were doing. He's like, and instead of shutting it down entirely, they just blocked what people were typing. They were typing a specific string of HTML. And instead of just being like, no, you can't do HTML calls in the chat, he, they, he said they blocked the specific thing that people were typing. So... They can still do it. They just have to use different HTML. That's a little concerning because it's like, well, wait a minute. That doesn't sound like a real solution. Now, it might have been a temporary solution while they work on the real solution. But as people were saying yesterday, it's kind of Bush League to say you, you can't allow people to do HTML in, in in a chat box. Like, you shouldn't need to be told that. I mean, we've learned that since MySpace. They don't let you embed HTML commands or brackets or anything in, like, YouTube comments or YouTube descriptions. They don't let you do it for a very, very particular reason. I think they have to allow the HTML in chat because that is how you tag items in chat. I don't think that that's how it works. I think that might be why it slipped through, but I don't think long-term they have to allow HTML. I don't know. I'll not be happy if they reset the server's back, says DBS Purge, due to the exploit. That is like being punished in gym class when the one guy didn't do push-ups and then everyone has to do them again. Matazmo says, I voted no. Size of the game and no lifers at the beginning adds multiple levels of issues. There's no way devs can possibly know all the potential issues at all levels of development. This is, I think, something that's difficult for people to zoom out on and see the perspective of, but it is, I think, incredibly difficult for any development company or team to adequately test for what's going on. Now, there are some things that are cause for concern. It's like, well, wait a minute. Some of this stuff seems pretty basic. Like, you guys should have known about... You guys should have known about some of this stuff. But other things, bugs and exploits and the duping and stuff, it's like, it's really, really hard to catch every single possible exploit because there are millions of people and millions of hours. We're five weeks in. Like, it took people five weeks to discover some of this stuff. It's not like they discovered it, like, the first day. Like, oh, yeah, there's a button right here. It says dupe on it. Like, oops, the developers left the dupe button in. It took weeks for some of these things to come to the surface. Why? Because people are trying to break the game. And don't get it twisted. It's on the devs, but this is shared blame. Gamers share blame here. This is what gamers do. This is what communities do. They break games. They hack them to ribbons. They they go in and find every weak point that they can. There was a there was a thing on the New World Reddit. There was a guy streaming on the purple platform. I think he was like a member of TSM using two exploits at the same time and he got like a 23 hour ban. Absolutely not. No, especially a streamer. If you're going to sit there and actively stream multiple exploits, that's a seven day minimum. I would say that's a perma. You can't do that. What are you doing? Oh, and by the way, it's grounds for a purple ban as well. 
if you stream yourself breaking the TOS of another company on the purple platform, you are supposed to get suspended at least for three days. That's that's a minimum. That's a minimum sentence. If you are seen, if you are if you are streaming yourself cheating or breaking the TOS of another company, so streaming yourself exploiting a game that lands you a twenty three hour ban, your purple channel should get banned as well temporarily. So I don't know why they're why why they're even playing with kid gloves here. You got to start smacking people or and listen, I talked about this when when Anthem when Anthem uh was was going through a similar thing, right? New World streamer banned for openly boss farming and seemingly macroing. Yeah, he was doing he was he was doing both. Yes, yes, yes. That was the thing that I saw. YouTube just added exploits and cheating to the community guidelines strike list. Yeah, you can't stream yourself doing that. You're basically damaging another company's property. Like what who the frick who the frick do you think you are? <laughs> you can just stream yourself damaging a company's hard worked on property. I, I don't know where these guys think they're coming from, but the only way, reason you're getting away with it is because the TOS over on purple is as flimsy as a limp noodle. Like there's like what what happens? Oh, it's fine. Like they don't care, you know, unless they're favor trading in the background like they did on me. They don't give a crap. That's why that's the only reason he's getting away with it. If they actually enforce their TOS, you would be he'd be banned already at least three days you were not allowed to openly do that like if somebody was like openly cheating in Fortnite with an aimbot or something they should be banned like no question you're not that, that's that's to a certain extent the company could take civil action against you they could say you're using your platform and business to damage our property so we're gonna sue you you know you 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 could for all intents and purposes you could be sued for using your platform and your business to promote cheats in a game. You could. Like, here's how you do it. Here's the exploit. Here's the aimbot or whatever. But that, that's a business that you're damaging. That's 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 somebody's property that you're damaging. They're trying to sell that game and have it run smoothly and well with the community. And you're damaging it. Like, what? where do you think you are? <laughs> but they gave him a 23-hour ban and nothing happened to his channel. It's like, okay, well, listen... I talked about this when Anthem launched, okay? If you remember during Anthem's launch week, there were people in the directory spending every waking hour exploiting the ever-loving frick out of that game, okay? And then they got temporarily banned from the game, and then they lied to their community and said they weren't really doing it, and it wasn't true. It wasn't true at all, okay? Big surprise, complete misrepresentation of facts, okay? Now, when all that was going on, People said I was making a mountain out of a molehill. I said, listen, listen, listen. If the community on this platform does this, you're going to expedite the end. You're going to treat the game like a rag that you wring out and toss over your shoulder. If streamers, YouTubers, content creators, you know, leaders, members of this community treat New World in this way, you're expediting its end. You're, 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 you're making it come quick, Okay. Because what you're essentially doing is is damaging the game, especially a game with a player-run economy. A game with a player-run economy, it's it's sensitive to these things. If these things go, if these things go un unaddressed, or you know, 
if if they if they go on for too long, it will be damaging to a handful of things. It'll be damaging to the internal economy flow and feel of the game, which will in turn damage player morale, which will in turn damage player retention, which damages profit, which damages the longevity of the game. It's not it's not as simple as like, oh, I'm not hurting anything, right? I'm not hurting anybody. No, this is this is it's I it's it's funny. It's called New World. It's a living breathing world. Like it actually it needs you to consider your place in it. Like <laughs> you know, it needs you to consider your 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 place in it. So, unfortunately, uh unfortunately, I uh I worry that they won't be able to get ahead of the problems cuz the community now See what what's happening is I think the exploiters are viewing this as a they're almost viewing this as a competition now. It's a it's a game of tug of war. Well, we're going to try to find as many exploits as we can before you patch them. So every time the game gets patched and and booted back up, that's what they're going to be doing. They're going to be looking for those weak spots. They're going to be looking for those new gold dupes or grind grind exploits or XP exploits. Like new world exploits or the New World Gold exploit are now seen as it's like a badge of honor. There was a guy talking about it on the New World Reddit last night. He was like, to the people that are like bragging about getting banned for doing this, like, good riddance. You know? Good good riddance. Get by. You know, get out. And I kind of agree with him. It sounds like the new end game to me, find the glitch. Right. Not to mention if the source code theory holds any water. What, my theory that their source code's not very good, so every time they patch, like, new problems emerge? Is that what you mean? Um, They've not tweeted since last night. They've not tweeted since last night. They tweeted that they they were going to be... This is not our regular weekly update, they said. Please stay tuned for information on the status of that update. As soon as we have more information, we will share it with you. So... That is, uh, you know, we're still waiting to see what else is going on. All they did last night was they took servers down for maintenance and pushed them, uh, pushed them back live with, um, with the, with the, the wealth transfer. The wealth transfer, uh, is now been reinstated. That theory does not hold water. They spoke on this. They specifically spoke to the source code issues because I'm always a little concerned when you go, Patch one, yay! Patch two, more problems. Patch three, wait, you introduce more problems? That's always concerning. It's like, what, what are you guys doing? Is it a, is it an issue with your source code? Like, are you guys not are you guys not working from the same source code? Are you not updating your source code? Is is Team A working on different source code than Team B? You know. I was on last night before they took it down. For some reason, my character was pretending to ice skate all over the map, and I was having really bad desync issues. I had a I had a few hitches and snags yesterday and I wasn't sure if it was just them trying to do stuff in the background or you know I don't know just sometimes the game's going to act up you know I guess speedrunners need to stop getting out of maps then I don't agree if you can do this in the game itself without injecting code it's on the dev that's why you offer them rewards for finding them so they never become public 
I think it's a false equivalency to say that people duping gold and breaking the game's economy and harming the experience of other players is equal to a speedrunner. That's that is a that's a logical backflip double sow cow. Like that's not even a logical backflip. It's more than a logical backflip. It's not the same at all. This game is a shared world. It's a shared experience. And when you go in and exploit and break things and damage the economy and damage the value of items, that is not the same as breaking a game for speedrunning purposes. It's entirely different. Pushing up, pushing up against the wall of a game to find weak spots because you want to, you know, you want to do a speed run. That is not the same as is duping. That's not the same as putting code in the game and crashing people's games. One is degenerate and destructive. The other is experimental and more self-referential. You're not doing anything to anybody if you're trying to speed run Mega Man or something. I mean, it's 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 not the same. This is like hiring a hacker to help increase security, except these people are doing it for Amazon for free. <laughs> Yo, it's good, Hilly. Um, I yeah, I don't know. I, I like I said, I'm not saying it's a hundred percent on the player. I did say, listen, these exploits, these bugs, this lack of security, it's on the devs. It is, but this is a two way street. Okay, this is a two way street. You can't treat the game like a piece of garbage and like a punching bag and then when it falls down on the ground and no one's playing with it be like I don't understand what happened like you expedited the end of the game you beat the snot out of it you slice it up and threw it over your shoulder so Lono's gonna stop undercutting the market then to help stabilize the economy from the gold duping listen undercutting the market is a completely valid economic strategy you're selling your cheeseburgers for $5. I'm going to sell mine for 4 And eventually, we will equalize at a cost versus, versus you know, price margin to where, you know, maybe you're 475 and maybe mine's 410 you know. <laughs> Bad analogy because I do hate speedrunners, but it's not the same. <laughs> I just feel like things are adding up quick, says Taylor. And the anger from MMO lovers is that they feel they're pay- they're paying for a beta. This is this is one of the things I've always found to be surprising. So if you if you downloaded an Assassin's Creed game for sixty dollars, and you it was one of the big boys, it was one of the big boys, okay, and you played that game for. 50 hours, okay? You play that game for 50 hours. Well, if near the end, it got a little buggy and sloppy, and maybe some of the cutscenes didn't work quite, quite, quite right, and there was a really bad boss fight, would you be like, man, I paid for a beta. What a pile of crap. No, you'd be like, man, they really dropped the ball with the ending there. That wasn't polished. That wasn't good. But when you get into an MMO... People don't look at it that way. They don't. It's all equal. It's one big giant painting. And if a portion of the painting is bad, then the whole painting is bad. They don't care that they played for 150 hours in the first two weeks super unnaturally, like a zombie with their eyes bleeding, you know, like some kind of a dungeon mongrel. They consume this game for 100, 150 hours, and now they're at the end game, and it's not built well, and it's got problems, and they're really angry. They basically conclude, well, I paid for a beta. No, you played 
five to seven games worth of video game content in two weeks and you didn't get any value from it because it was merely a means to an end you know it was merely a means to an end like you don't even consider that a part of the experience it was just the door to like they look at the 100 to 150 hours of game to, to you know before they get to the end game that's just them opening the door that's not the game the game is where they are now so like well this is a beta I'm like 100 to 150 hours and you're now encountering problems and you're going to say that it's a beta what false equivalency the problems are stacking in new world i love when people hear me say false equivalency and they use it improperly (laughs) people do that with non sequitur people do that like because i use like a fancy word like you're gonna say it back at me what do you mean the problems in new world are stacking up yeah and they're all end game problems they're all end game problems either with with set bonuses not working right or pvp exploits or gold duping these are end game problems the early and mid game are fine the bulk of this game is totally fine the areas the the quests the enemies uh the the grinding the the skills the all of it it's all fine but the end game is yeah I, i'll admit i'll admit the end game problems are stacking up but that's my point is you wouldn't play a game for a crazy a crazy amount of time and be like well it had a bunch of problems at the end so it's a beta right it's a beta the weapon exploits are a mess but most of the problems are end game right i mean it's probably an 80 20 split it's probably an 80 80 20 split but is end game not part of the game devil's advocate well it's not really devil's advocate because i never said the end game is not part of the game but describing an entire game as a beta doesn't make any sense to me what this is this is this is the issue it's a matter of value they don't place any value on those first 100 to 150 hours they don't place any value on them the only value they have they place all the value on the end game they want a min max they want a pvp they want a dungeon whatever okay and that's all that matters to them. I'm saying I'm playing Devil's Advocate. Right, but you're playing Devil's Advocate against something I didn't claim. I didn't claim that the end game wasn't part of the game. It's a matter of value. It's all part of the game. But the end game having problems doesn't mean you can turn around and summarize the game in its totality as a beta. The game in its totality, in its entirety, being summarized as a beta because a part of it has issues, you know? So obviously, my premise assumes that the end game is part of the game. That's why it didn't make any sense to say Devil's Advocate. Like, my premise is built on the idea that the end game is part of the game, but the bulk of their experience in the game is treated as if it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like, I wasn't claiming that the end game wasn't part of the game. I look at the end game uh, as the actual game, says Ashen. I may enjoy the leveling, but when I get to the top of that cliff, I'm hoping to see a meadow, not a peak, and then a downhill from there. No, I understand. That's what I mean. It's a pro- it's a, it's a matter of value, right? They value the end game more than the journey. I'm not saying that's a problem. I'm saying you have to couch their criticism in context. It's like this is why they describe the game as broken or a beta. It's not because it's an accurate description of the game. Again, the game in its entirety, the whole package of the game isn't broken. It's not a beta. But when all you prioritize is the top 10% of the game, that's where most of the problems lie. 
that's where most of the issues are I got 400 hours in I have my money's worth and I will play casual while they figure stuff out right and listen I don't blame anybody you gotta understand something I am not ever going to try to convince you that a game is perfect or that you should like the game like if the game has flaws I'm not gonna sit here and be like no the game's perfect or if you don't like a game I'm not gonna be like oh but you should I've, I've never taken up those positions I've always tried to have accurate criticism I think too too often too often streamers youtubers and gaming community members they bring a shotgun and a bat when a scalpel will do it's like you don't need to hit the game with a bat or or a shotgun a scalpel it's all you need slice out this little thing and say look this problem let's talk about this specific problem they're like no (laughs) boom game's broken (laughs) boom it's like i'm playing a beta and it's like so the whole game deserves to be bludgeoned by your disdain and your dissatisfaction because because the end game is it has issues. Do you see? It's like that's not that's not helpful. We're not getting at the core of any of the actual problems. I'd rather talk about the actual issues. You want to know why I have a hard time grappling with the actual end game problems in this game? Because nobody outlines them. They just go on tirades and rants about how broken and busted and abysmal the game is and it's like, okay, what are the actual issues? Are they things that can be quickly fixed, patched, addressed? Is it a matter of them going in and tweaking stats? I mean, the stats off. Like, what's the actual issue? Sometimes you got to use a bat and a shotgun to get devs and publishers to pay attention. In this scenario, I, I don't, I don't feel like that's what's that's what's happening. I don't think the devs aren't paying attention. I think they've been very, very good at communicating. They're very active on the forums. Um, they've been very transparent about the problems and how they approach them. Here, here's another false narrative that's getting trotted out. So because Amazon won't confirm an exploit once it gets discovered, people think that that's somehow sinister. They think that that's a sinister thing. If, if, if you press pause on your anger for just a second and you try to come up with a theory as to why the developers wouldn't confirm an exploit as soon as it shows up what theory would you come up with why might they have a reason to not confirm that immediately okay I'll give you a couple of really good reasons why they won't number one it has to be vetted and verified okay number two once vetted and verified do you think they want to promote it Do you think they want more people to hear about it before they have a chance to fix it? They're not trying to hide the exploits. They're like, we're not going to confirm every bug, every exploit, every dupe, every XP glitch. We're not going to do that every time it rises to the surface. We're going to gather the data, we're going to verify it, and then we're going to try to fix it. We're going to be like, yes, we confirmed, we found today another gold exploit. And while we are working on it, we please pray that you don't do it more. And everybody would be like, yay, a gold exploit. And then more people would do it. People don't understand the delicate nature here. Like, they can't just run to the forums every time. You're like, yep, we're sorry, you know, Bucketface229, you know, yep, another exploit. Bully for you. Let's make sure and promote the fact that there's another gold duping exploit. Like, like the guy that was ranting about that, I was like, come on, dude, they're not going to confirm every exploit the minute it rises to the surface because then more people are going to do it. 
How's leveling for 150 hours doing the same thing over and over a good thing? Collect 10 chests, kill 8 monsters. Other MMOs do the same thing, but they at least mask it with a story. Well, again, again, it's a matter of value and it's a matter of uh, priority. D- clearly, they're, they're, they're doing something right, okay? Like, this isn't fallacy of the group. I'm not going to sit here and try to claim, like, well, because people are playing, it's totally fine. I, I think people are accepting the content loop, right? Here, here's, here's, here's the, the, the facts of how most people, I think, experience games like this, okay? The content loop, as you say, is very repetitive. You're doing the same things over and over again. This is true of all games, by the way. So that's not indicative of a problem. You're saying, well, other games sort of shroud it and cloud it with story, okay? That may be true, but in my experience, most people just want to get back to the content loop. And based on the numbers, I think I'm right. I think most people are just like, who cares? Yeah, shut up. Give me the quest. Bye. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Corruption. What, I, why are we even here? Give me the quest. I want to go chop more trees down. I want to go hunt wolves. I want to go skin a bear. People don't... Like, gamers that flock to games like this, they don't really need an elaborate, amazing story. What they need is stuff to do. Now, you might push back and say, yes, but the stuff to do is so... It's so repetitive. You're doing the same thing over and over. That's right. That's basically every single game in existence that tries to build itself into this category. Anytime you build a game in this category, you're going to reuse assets. You're going to you're going to reuse questing types and side quest types. That's that's going to be that's par that is that's par for the course, right? That's par for the course. That's what you do in these games. I'm going to tell you right now the reason that New World is currently... Now, I don't know if this is going to last, because again, the problems could get to a point where morale and maintenance starts to conflict too much, and then people start to walk away. But one of the reasons this game is doing just fine is because the mundane and the repetitious activities in this game are extremely satisfying. No matter what they did, they could have given you the most interesting story. You were still going to have to go chop down a thousand trees. You were still going to have to go fish for hours. You were still going to have to go mine rock after rock and iron vein after iron vein over and over and over again. And I don't think the mentality of most players is going to shift into some better, like, euphoric place because, well, that was great story back there at town. Bink, bink. Did you hear what he said? Bink, bink. It was really cool. Bink, bink. It really added to my experience. Nobody's freaking doing that. They just want a game to play. Like, you're not wrong that story can certainly add to and enhance a content loop, but it's not necessary. I don't think in a game like this, I think the main thing they're supposed to do is create an enjoyable content loop. Story, bleh. I've, I said this when I covered Destiny, and I'm going to say it to you now. Everything is sacrificed on the altar of the content loop. 
That is all that matters. That's what carries a game. That's what keeps people coming back. That's what keeps people playing day to day. It's the content loop. And you might not have liked it. There are people in chat saying, yeah, I quit because it's too repetitive. You know, I consider myself an MMO fan. That's fine. That's fine. One of the reasons I think people are bucking up against this game is because they're MMO fans. I think this game is having the success that it's having because it appeals to people who aren't MMO fans. They don't have presuppositions. They don't have preconceived expectations. They don't have a checklist of it better have this. They don't have this idea in their mind about what the end what the what the what the end game should look like. I, I'm telling you this game is having its success right now. It's seemingly impervious to all of the false narratives because it appeals to people that aren't MMO fans. They're the ones that are continuing to play and chop the tree down and decorate their house. You know? I agree. I want this game to succeed. I just think that the best thing for the game now is to shut down servers and take time to fix the game-breaking bugs. A true fan fan will not mind. I'm an MMO fan, and it's fine, and there's plenty of time to make it better. Oh, there are plenty of... Hear me out. I'm not saying that everybody that likes the game is not an MMO fan. There are plenty of fans of MMOs that are like, this is a good game. This is fun, right? Yes, but Lono, it calls itself an MMO. Okay, but how many RPGs have you played in your life? Were they all identical? Did they all follow the same story pattern? Were all their stories as rich and as substantive as the next? How many action-adventure games have you played? I've played a lot, and they're not all equal. I've played action-adventure games that have made me cry. I've played some that I thought were boring. Every MMO is not the same. Is Elder Scrolls Online the same as Guild Wars? Is Guild Wars the same as EverQuest? Is EverQuest the same as World of Warcraft? Is World of Warcraft the same as Final Fantasy XIV? They're all different. They don't all offer the exact same thing. They don't all have the exact same identity and quality markers. They don't. They're all very different in a lot of, at a lot of levels. So, it's an MMO. What I'm telling you is, it's not a traditional MMO. It has MMO qualities, it has MMO goals and aspirations, but it's not like a traditional MMO. Like, if you cut your teeth on EverQuest and Guild Wars and World of Warcraft, this game is going to seem extremely light to you, right? You cut your teeth on the dense, tough meat, and this is like a very, very just falls apart, pulls apart meat. Like, it's just like, there's not much here. Have you ever done that? Have you ever made, you know, uh, a brisket or something or or chicken or pork? And, oh, it's just perfect. It just pulls apart. I mean, just like bread. It's like, oh, this is going to be so good. Traditional MMOs are like an overcooked steak. They're tough. They're dense. If you cut your teeth on that, this is going to seem like, what the frick is this? Now, that's that's not even touching on the bugs and the glitches. I'm just talking about the actual way they delivered this game. That's why a lot of the traditional MMO guys are like, yeah, it's not a lot of variety. And I'm like, what are you talking about? All the enemies and animals look completely different, and the environments and the foliage look completely different. They're like, oh, but the attack patterns are all the same. <gasps> ah, you see? You're coming in with like this preset schema in your mind, and you're looking at the game completely different than the more non-traditional MMO players. I'm an EverQuest vet, and I love playing this game. It's enjoyable. 
Do you want to know what New World is to a lot of guys that probably cut their teeth on, on EverQuest and World of Warcraft? Do you know what it is? To them, it's like... I'm trying to think of a good analogy here. Um, to them, it's almost like the vacation home. They can kind of kick back. It's, 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 it's not nearly as demanding. It's not nearly as grindy, stressful. You know? You're, you can play it in a way that you couldn't play those other games. That I, wa- I wonder if a lot of the more, like the more long-standing MMO fans are like, whew, this is kind of nice. I can kind of breathe. Like I don't have this tenseness in my jaw and my chest about gotta play, gotta play, gotta grind, gotta grind, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. Like, you know, I, I let go of that after that, that first week. I was like, I don't know, dude. We're never going to get to 60. I just let go of it. I was like, well, I'll get there eventually, right? I was thinking the word is a vacation. Yeah, it's like a vacation. You're like, oh, this is nice. This is kind of breezy. You know, this. <laughs> the last one I played, I mean, I, I don't know. I spent a month in it before I made any progress. Yeah, I'm making progress every day. This feels, this feels good. The dopamine's hitting more often. I love that I have not logged into D2 since this game launched. Such a breath of fresh air. That's all true, but it is an MMO that's very player driven. And when the systems are broken that allow this type of MMO, you have a problem. Oh, I, I'm not. I would never disagree with that. In my talk this morning, I said I'm. I'm worried. I'm worried. Like, you have a game that has a player-driven economy, and it is under attack, and it isn't very well protected from where I sit. It's not very well protected. Like, if 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 we're talking about, you know, a, a broken quest line or you know, some of the set bonuses and statistics and stats on armor and weapons not working properly. Okay, we, we can talk about sloppy oversights or whatever. I mean, they, they can fix that stuff. That stuff's more of a, of, a, of a persnickety headache. It's like, well, if you actually get out your calculator and your abacus and you, you see here, you're not getting 20%. You're getting 17 Okay, sure. Those things should be addressed as well, because I mean that's one of the end game elements of a game like this is the is the min maxing, and if you're going to min max and the freaking stats aren't working right, that's irritating. That's incentivization breakdown. I grinded for this thing; it was supposed to increase this thing by four percent, five percent, and it's not doing it. That's a real quick incentivization breakdown. Okay, that's not the same as the game's e- economic structure coming under attack (laughs) like it's like it's 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 under attack and the danger now it's bigger than the exploits right the danger is the narrative that's forming the exploiters are seeing this as a challenge now i hope amazon's ready i really hope they're ready for the fight that we are just getting started this battle is not going to be it's not going to be over anytime soon. There will be a new exploit tomorrow or next week. Somebody will find something. If you farm this, make this, do this and hold this button down, you can you can get you can get gold. It falls out of the sky. Like you know what I'm saying like there the the framing of this is where I'm worried about the trajectory because the exploiters now feel like, oh, this is a challenge. Uh, you, I'm, I'm gonna, we're gonna keep trying to break this game. Oh, you banned my friend. Okay, well, let's figure out how to bust this thing in half, right? 
I was a World of Warcraft vet. I love New World, but I'm cheating on New World with Lost Ark. It's so good. I will be playing the Lost Ark beta. I got, I got, uh, I got in, and I got some codes. Have there been any bans? Oh yeah, there have been. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you think that New World needs to have NPC selling points? So the 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 economy in New World is 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 very delicate. Okay, it's very delicate. So you have to be careful. And one of the things. That a, a phrase that I commonly came up with when I covered uh, Destiny was the pendulum swing. Okay, if you've ever been to like a science center and they have that big giant pendulum hanging down and it swings to one side, swings to the other side, and it's almost hypnotic to watch. And sometimes they have a piece of chalk on the bottom so you can see how the rotation of the Earth affects the pendulum. Right, like it slowly, it slowly rotates its um. It's swing pattern, all right? But a pendulum swings equally from one side to the next. That's what keeps it, keeps it going, right? The inertia, the... Uh, I think it's the inertia. I think that's the word. Um, the inertia is what keeps it going. Now, the inertia of changes in a game like this can be like a pendulum. So you could go in and say, we're going to add an NPC that allows you to sell items at a set gold price, okay? And that can create an inertia, and all of a sudden the community goes, and they swing over, and then everybody's using the NPC. Why? Because they calculate it out, and they can grind, uh, you know, they can grind boar super quick in an area, and you can sell the skins at this, so your time investment and your gold-to-minute ratio goes up, so everybody starts doing that. So, and they swing way over here. And then Amazon's going to go, oh no, uh, the NPC, you know, the prices are in a way that's affecting this, and it's affecting the world spawn rate of the of the boars in these area, and uh, no, no, people can't do their quest. So, uh, okay, lower the NPC's gold payout uh, for, for boar. Okay. And then everyone's going to flock over to another thing. So the inertia of that decision is going to shove everybody over in this direction. Now, there's other things happening while all this is happening. The trade house could get less activity. There could be wealth le- wealth transfer between players, which can affect the actual drive to use the trade house, which can affect the, the taxes generated for the town. Like, You have to be super careful that you don't create an eternal pendulum swing where you're just constantly going from one change to the next being like, well, let's try this. Let's try this. Let's try this. Now you're on a reactive, you know, you're on a reactive treadmill. Like you're just always reacting. There's no proaction. There's no, there's no planning. There's no strategy. You're just constantly reacting to what the community does. And I don't have a solution here because I have always said there's a handful of ways I think there's two ways to change player behavior in a game. You can restrict player behavior or you can incentivize player behavior. That's basically your two categories. So they could start coming in and restricting and limiting and try to manipulate the the economy in a way, you know, big government, right? They could come in and regulate and create rules and restrictions. And, and you know, restricting what the player does, I'm going to tell you what that typically results in. It results in sort of a handful of responses. There will be people that respond with a decreased morale and a frustration of this game is too paternalistic and too controlling. I'm out. I'm annoyed. Okay. 
there are people that would respond to the you know the restrictions by trying to find loopholes trying to cheat trying to break it they don't they, they would respond negatively but in a, in a forward action so the other person responds negative and they kind of retreat they're like I don't want to play but the other person responds negatively and they take action they're like I'm going to fight against these restrictions in my experience the best way the healthiest way the most effective way to change player behavior is to incentivize it I said this with the leveling if you think the healthy player experience is going from area to area, territory to territory, grabbing the quest, if you think new world gameplay is best spent, like new world leveling, if you think that's best spent doing that, then incentivize it. It should have been a no-brainer. The XP payout on quests and side quests should have gotten significantly better every time you traveled to a new town. So there'd be zero doubt in your mind. You'd be incentivized to just keep playing the quests. But there was a breakdown. You started getting less XP, insignificant XP. So what did people do? They looked for shortcuts. Why? Because you weren't incentivizing the right behavior now this gets tough when you're looking at behavior that just trends toward the degenerate it just is going to wealth creation wealth earn rate it's going to be really really hard to not have to step in and restrict some things ban some things you know stop some things from happening why because greed is one of the strongest motivating forces in the universe okay we can talk about whether greed's good or bad and you know you want to debate Thomas Sowell or whatever I'm not interested in that but greed is a very very potent motivator it's only second to like fear and like fear hunger and like reproductive drives like there's not much else I mean after that it's like well greed really drives people (laughs) you know what I'm saying like (laughs) survival instinct like fear like the desire to reproduce the desire to eat those are all really strong and then after that like greed's pretty much king after that it steps in and says okay you're safe you're healthy you know you're in a relationship that you can kind of have all those pieces of you satisfied well now greed's going to take center stage so when you play a game like this greed will generally be a driver I want more I want more money I want more things I want more gold and so when I when I, so if we apply the the standard and the principle that I just came up with of like you can either restrict the player behavior or you can incentivize the player behavior, you have to ask the question: What can we do to channel player greed, player desire for wealth and power? How can we channel that and say, look at this over here? This is a great avenue for you, right? I don't have the answer, but if I was in charge, I'd be like, your crack squad team, your team that's attempting to protect, harness, and channel the energy of the community in a healthy way with the economy, you're going to have to incentivize behavior that's driven by greed that doesn't turn destructive, right? Greed's a product of fear or hunger. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to get into the philosophical breakdown of like what greed derives from. I'm merely talking about how powerful it is. Right? How are the Q times in Eden? 
Last night I booted up and had a cute time. This is this is peak time, right? This was late. This was like nine o'clock Eastern, and I had a cute time of like two hundred people, and I think I got in in like twenty minutes or something. You need fear of loss. You can't do it with greed alone. Right, right. It, it this is this is delicate because. You could create really, really good lucrative routes for people to throw themselves at and say, listen, this is a very lucrative route to throw yourself into. If you're driven by greed, if you want a lot of gold, here's a great way to earn gold. Here's a great way to become stupidly wealthy. Now, this touches on a subject that we commonly touched on when I covered Destiny and when I covered Anthem generosity is not the enemy of engagement it's the promoter of it okay that's one of my token sayings generosity is not the enemy of engagement it's the promoter of engagement if some route if some content loop is very generous it will get engagement how do I know this because that's exactly what an exploit is that's exactly what a boar farm is. What is it? It's a really generous route. It's a really generous loop, and people throw themselves into it. Now, this obviously descends into chaos and anarchy when people jump down from that, a really a really generous content loop, because of a glitch with a spawn or something, and then it's like they're just duping, okay? Now you're more mechanistically engaging with the game, almost as an insect, like you're just pushing a button. You know, you're the dog in the in the in the cage pushing the button for the biscuit, and so it's just spitting out the gold at you. Now this is the death of love for a game. Like if you engage with the game in this way, your affinity for the game and your love for the game is going to quickly die. Okay, yo, what's good, A? What's good, Alarian? So if you're a developer, you have to analyze the behavior and say, people are throwing themselves at super generous routes. Okay? Can we create healthy, organic, real, generous routes in the game so that people come over here because we can kind of control this? You have to control people without them knowing you're controlling them. That's the trick. Irish Jack Picking a tier two membership. That's very, very generous. Thank you for supporting the stream with a membership. Guys, there's a variety of ways to support the stream. It is free to subscribe and it's free to push the like button. If you've been enjoying the talk this morning, I am a safe for work broadcaster. So a lot of people throw me on in the background. So if you're enjoying the show, take the poll at the top of the chat. Do you think New World's in trouble? And you can do all the other things to support. Order some coffee. You can order some coffee with the coffee command. We have three flavors. They all have balanced acidity. They're all very drinkable. And then the shirt I'm wearing, thank you, Abe, is from 80s Tees. You can use the shirt command, the display command, all of that. Thank you for being here. Um, haven't we all been a bear with a fish biscuit? That's right. That's right. You caught the... You caught the it was a tenuous uh, loss reference. I think the money problem is easy, right? Just increase the tax on the NPC trading and add a trading skill that only works on player trading on the market. But I don't think that's an easy solution that necessarily solves this. Which coffee flavor? I'm drinking the Frickmas blend. It is so bright and so crisp. It's just so... It has that seasonal feel. It feels like the holidays. Uh, and then the Rageous Roast Original, the Light Roast and the Dark Roast. 
it's the same flavor one's light one's dark so it's the same honey undertone smooth finish balanced acidity but one is medium bodied and one is full bodied so the dark roast has a more fuller taste but still very drinkable the balanced acidity is the real ticket rageous roast uh, that's something that we always strive for we always strive for the balanced acidity it makes it very drinkable for both non-coffee drinkers and coffee drinkers alike um yeah, I don't think you can just start fiddling with the taxes, uh, Black, because you're going to end up in the same scenario. You're going to end up in the pendulum swing. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. If they go in and start fiddling with taxes, there will be un- unforeseen consequences there. You can't just go in and start fiddling with stuff. I feel like if you're bludgeoning a player to solve the problem, you have to be careful. Yeah, yeah, that's another way of playing it. Like, you're just going to bludgeon the player with taxes. Like, chill out. You can't be wealthy. Like, oh my word, right? Mick, uh, McGregory, I think is your name, says, hi, hello, how are you? Welcome. I just joined the stream. I'm stuck at work. I hear the trading post is working, but are the dupes fixed? As far as we know right now, <laughs> at 10.17 a.m. Eastern on November the 3rd, it has been fixed and reinstated. Yes. Yes. So. I'm not sure how they can properly incentivize trading in outer settlements. Trading hubs naturally form and funnel into the few companies that own them. Albion had a settlement refining bonus for resources that were plentiful in that zone that could be applied now that's a very excellent point uh i love the name panda bar panda bar fighter they address this in a recent post they said that they're acknowledging that the more central territories are um the more central territories are where all the activity is and the outer territories are extremely hard to maintain because no one's doing anything there they're looking at solutions Honestly, I don't know what they're going to come up with other than, again, you got to incentivize people to go out to those places. So it's possible what they could start doing is you could develop like a faction um, uh, what would you call it? You could call it like a faction convoy quest. And what you could do is the more the more bustling the economy those factions would get convoy quests where like you would go and accept the quest and it would direct you to go to another territory and do the town boards and the things there you're gonna like convoy there and help them and help establish them and then you'd get like a really really good payout for that or a really good item or you know obviously XP stops mattering for your level 60 so you'd have to think wisely about what the reward would be but logistically speaking, you could probably create like even like lore story reasons to say the economy here is booming. The economy over here is suffering. We're going to give you a convoy quest with great payout and great reward if you go over here to this location and do stuff over there, right? Put resource bonuses in those areas. You could get a resource bonus while working on that quest, maybe. I don't know. Like, at the end, they would multiply whatever you earned while working. You gotta be careful with that. That could be so exploited, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, gold could be a great reward. Gold is always useful. If you do this convoy quest and you go over to Weaver's Fen, we're gonna give you gold. We're gonna give you, you know, I don't know, a couple thousand gold or something. 
Hexplicit, I like that name, that's cool. First question, recent subscriber, thoughts on the idea that they should have limited crafting skills, not refining and gathering, where you can only have one to three crafting, or only get two hundred and one to three. So, so what you're describing falls into the category of the player restriction. So a little bit ago I said you can incentivize or you can restrict, okay? So if you're going to restrict player behavior in that regard, um, I believe... I believe you would need a very, very good reason to do that. And I don't know if there are good enough reasons to start restricting that. Number one, the the, the car the car is out of, already out of the driveway, right? People are people would be very angry if they were to do that. Now, they could take your idea, okay? They could take your idea. I don't think they will, because I don't think this is in the spirit of the game, but they could take your idea and they could say, hey, in this DLC, we are adding um we are adding skill specializations and you only get four right so if something was at 200 you could work like let's say logging for example you could get logging specialization if you put in the time at 200 and then you get it and you'd pick between like three and one of those specializations would give you the ability to create some very some very really high value good items from lumber or wood or whatever and you can do the same thing with cooking you could say you could do the same thing with every single trade skill and those specializations would like open up very very good high value items however they would only let you pick like four now you would allow respecking, but you'd have to be careful with respecking because like if you picked four and then a month goes by and you decide you really don't like the cooking specialization you want to you want to put it somewhere else you'd have to kind of make that costly because you wouldn't want people basically just like shuffling around their specializations all the time you'd have to make it kind of painful but we could take the principle of what you're saying and apply it over top of the existing system to create depth substance value and grind on top of all the existing stuff we've been doing because then all of a sudden what happens they just deepened the grind why are you chopping down trees? What are you doing? Your logging's at 200. Homie, I just got the refined lumberjack specialization. I'm be making I'm be making some some fences or some, you know, I don't I don't know. Uh, you'd have to think of the items that you could make. I I can't think any of off the top of my head right now. Uh but that would be only available if you pick those specializations. Now, I said before I went on this idea rant that I don't think that they would ever do this because it's not in the spirit of the game, okay? The spirit of the game is go and do whatever you want. Do you want to log? Do you want to hit rocks? Do you want to harvest? Do you want to kill animals? Do you want to skin animals? Like, go and do it all. That would grate against that identity, I think. It could be great. It could be great, but... It would, it would potentially grade against the identity. We kind of already have that with trophies. That's true. That's true. That's a good point. We already kind of have that with trophies. But in my mind, this would be very, very different. This would be, we've added a bunch of new items that can only be crafted with these specializations, right? The fact that you have to level up and be a jack-of-all-trades is kind of annoying. You can raise harvest, but you need the other things to create the cool items. Yeah, they're all very interwoven. That's another element of this that would make it very hard to suddenly act like, well, no, you can't do everything. So. 
Chopping doesn't stop at 200 if you're going for the other different professions. Well, no, I, I mean, obviously I know that. I was being simplistic. Like, I'm thinking three months from now, homie. Like, three months from now, you're kind of just cruising. You're kind of just, maybe you're leveling spear because you never use it. You're not doing much, right? There's not really a need for you to chop trees anymore. You've kind of been there, done that in all of the other, in all of the other professions and all of the other leveling. So if you suddenly were doing that again, because they suddenly, they reinvigorate the game with, yo, there's these really dope things you can create, you know, that, that was only, it would only be available with the specializations. Everyone being able to do everything is why the economy is wrecked. I don't think that is the reason, uh, DJ Spooner, but I think it's a reason. I do. I think it's a reason. I don't think there's there was enough thought uh, put into that and barriers put up. But again, the intention of the developers and their vision cast was, yeah, you you can you can do it all. You can go do anything you want. I want you to consider how how appealing that is to the the solo players I just think there's a freaking just metric ton of them in this game I'm here to tell you I really do um I finished the Frickmas bag and I'm drinking the dark roast again I feel like I've come home Zubair <laughs> um no only you can you only can do everything but you have to do everything not necessarily I mean I don't have to jewel craft if I don't want to I can just buy it I can become very, very good at making other materials and selling them and then use the funds to buy the jewels. I don't have to do anything with jewel crafting if I don't want to, right? Yeah, it's supposed to be a classless MMO. That's exactly right. I think this game is full of solo players. Now, (laughs) this is going to sound so weird to say. (laughs) I think this could be one of the most successful MMOs in history if they play their cards right. And I think a lot of it's going to be because of solo players, which is weird. Like an MMO that is super successful (laughs) because of solo players, like a massive multiplayer online game with 50 versus 50 battles and wars and invasions and dungeons. And most of our audience plays solo. Like what? (laughs) Like it's, I'm serious. I, they, I hate to keep comparing it to Destiny. I really do. But the secret sauce of having a game that is just so mindlessly playable is really important right now especially because so many people play hobbyist. You get home from your job that you can't stand or you get home from your job that you love and you're tired and you just want to prop your feet and just go do stuff. You don't want to talk to anybody. You don't want to be worried about somebody else. You know? And so, that's what Destiny players would do. They would just come home and they would run bounties and strikes and just enjoyed shooting stuff. And it was satisfying and boom. Then they'd shut the game down, right? And I think a junk ton of people play New World in that way. And they will carry this game on their back and they won't even know it. Uh, They won't even know it their engagement will carry this game on their back like they just they're there they're just they're just doing stuff man they're just having a good old time doing it right 
There's a ton of sentiment in Reddit and on the New World forums that people love playing the game solo. I think that is totally fair. I play Final Fantasy basically solo. Yes, yes. Three months from Nova. Three months of mild to moderate entertainment for the cost of a cup of coffee. Boom, roasted. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. <laughs> it's a game for casual players, isn't it? It's really hard to play with people uh, when you can't tell when you will play. Well, okay, let's, we, we, we can get a little sociological about this, can't we? It's a game that is largely, you know, being played in the West, right? You look at the server breakdown, and this game is largely landing in, in the West, in America, okay? If we want to commentate on Western cultural trends that has led to different gaming behavior, I believe this is related to the dawn, not the dawn, but the rise of the podcast. Podcasting as a medium has become insanely popular in recent years. And I have theorized that is because America, especially, this is where the podcasts are booming, especially. A lot of American comedians, a lot of uh, former entertainers are now podcasting, okay? Uh, I believe the rise of the podcast is very directly related to how overworked we are in the West, okay? And I think that is adjusting and changing how people play video games. I think you play video games when you can. I think people play video games more casually, but they play regularly. There's this weird hybrid player that exists right now. They play regularly, but they're more they're more casual in their their sentiment. They don't really look to play with other people. They might, but they 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 don't have time to schedule it maybe, right? Europe has the biggest player base. I mean, I don't know what the trends are over there culturally, if they feel overworked, if they're too busy, if it's hard for them to socialize. Like there might be social trends over there that would drive a lot of them to play solo, right? I mean, Hilly and I have joked about that. You know, about about the the anti-social trends of 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 Brits, right? Uh, D Dizzle with three months solo player also level thirty six haven't even grouped for the first expedition quest line. Yeah, and I would imagine you would you would take a survey right now and say you're satisfied with the game. You'd be like, yeah, I'd give it a seven or an eight. It's a satisfying game. I like this game. It's fun. You know. People should roleplay as good Samaritans. Go around with a ton of the stuff you need when you start and run around and give out free to anybody uh, and the new players. There was a challenge on the forum, on the on Reddit, that I thought was very, very cool. Make a new character and name it like Wilderness Jack, Wilderness Steve, or whatever. And there's like rules that you have to abide by. You can never join a faction. You, like, <laughs> you have to like try to help people when you can, like... I don't know. It was really, really cool. It was a really, really cool idea. <laughs> I feel attacked right now. Why are you picking on me? I'm not picking on you at all. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Um, I do. I think there's a there's a trend in gaming that is that. Yeah, yeah. You have to have a beard for the challenge too. And they said unless you don't want to. And they said or abide by the rules unless you don't feel like it. <laughs> It was kind of funny. It was charming. It was very charming. I liked it. I was like, that might be fun. You know, rainy day a couple of months from now. We don't have anything to do. Like, let's start a wilderness character. Let's do it. Let's do the wilderness challenge or something. Let's create a character that can't do these 25 things. Like, you have to play in a very specific way. Like, what would the game feel like if you did that, right? 
I'm catching the last few streams. I generally agree. The one thing stinging us right now is hatchet damage. We're losing our territory we held since the start because we won't exploit. Yeah, yeah. That's a problem. That's a problem. They recently did an update about... Um, they, they posted an update about territories, wars, and PvP. And they said that they are largely happy with the way open PvP is going. They said that wars are going to be looked at. They want defending to have an advantage, but right now defending is winning at about an 80%. And wars are happening every two days. They think that the war cadence is okay. They think it is acceptable. And then they commentated on territory control and touched on the fact that like outer territories are harder to maintain um, and a couple of other things. But largely, they don't seem to be all that concerned about the cadence and the flow and the trends. They weren't touching on the exploits, though. They said that in a patch coming up, much of the exploits in PvP should be addressed. They said that. So take that with a grain of salt their patches haven't been that stellar they've been okay they've kind of had monkey paw right they've kind of had you know every good comes baked in with the bad it seems with their patches so um i um take take that with a grain of salt but that was in their update that was posted um yesterday we also have the great uh resignation going on right now what's that I think the taxing on houses is too real. Every player I talk to hates it because it costs so much and they have to constantly play the game. Should they just tax money you get from kills instead? Oh, you mean like, um... Oh, what is that called? What is that called? When they'll blank your wages. Oh, come on, Zubair. Oh, they'll... it's It's not squander, but it's a word like that. They'll siphon, they'll squander, they'll... Oh, it's there. I know the word. They'll they'll garnish. Oh, garnish. I couldn't think of it. It was like right there. I was like, it's like squander. It's like a weird garnish. Yeah, they'll garnish your wages. It's a garnish raid in chat. Everyone's saying garnish. Yeah, they'll garnish your wages. <laughs> like child support. They'll just take it out. <laughs> oh yeah there's Elden gameplay preview to Elden Ring gameplay uh, preview tomorrow uh, preview preview tomorrow what the frick Elden Ring gameplay preview tomorrow and there's 2,000 people already waiting uh, 4 million people people quit their jobs last month it's being called the great resignation oh Gen Z and millennials are leaving their jobs in droves interesting interesting Isn't garnish a little green leaf? Yeah, yeah, garnish. Yeah, a little garnish. Let's put a little garnish. Just put a little garnish on there. <laughs> garnish your wages. I already have to pay property taxes in real life. Now I have to pay them in game too. Right. Hexplicit says regarding territory control and by extension taxes. Taxes should not be gold based. Activity you do in a territory should generate a different currency that you have to pay taxes, house, and crafting. You might be onto something explicit because wouldn't that be a way to get me to like 
if I go to a territory that like seems like it might be fruitful or beneficial or there's not a lot of people there, there might be benefits to like building a house and investing there because it might be easier to pay my my taxes by doing town board or something. Like create a reason to get a house there, create a reason to invest there. It's an outer territory and then that house could then be subsidized and paid for uh, by doing stuff on the town board or something. You know what I mean? That would maybe flow players to the outer reaches and also then make taxing of the houses not such a that's such a dadgum headache, right? A lot of boomers are retiring early or quitting as well, says Ganks. So it's not just Gen Z and millennials. Okay. Um, uh, something tells me a large amount of the people leaving their jobs are the ones that also didn't want to no yeah well yeah I'm, we're not going there but that is probably a part of it Abe I don't think that's the I don't think that's the majority they're probably adding to the percentage right um they're probably adding to the percentage sure 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 um I'd love to be able to invest not only in a house but also in first light in the first light territory I would love to impact the world in that way right like if like think about that that'd be pretty cool like i would have a weekly ritual of investing in new lights to pay for my house you see like that that would help new light that would help stuff going on down there like go and defeat like almost like a bounty hey you like your house it's comfortable right yeah it's nice it's nice having fast travel isn't it it'd be a shame if you lost your house because all these corruption portals, you know, you're going to have to go out and take care of them because uh, your house is looking pretty nice. It's looking pretty spiffy. And uh, if these if these corruption portals aren't taken care of, then uh, we're going to have to have a conversation. It's going to be unpleasant. <laughs> like, they're basically like, go take care of the corruption portals. You like your house? You like this territory? It's nice, isn't it? Yeah. Get out of here and take care of the corruption go 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 clear some portals go go kill some animals go harvest some materials for us right you should be able to pay taxes with fish get people (laughs) shoving all the fish in their butts make fishing great again (laughs) so is rocket raccoon the mayor of first light that's right that's right your name's taserface Come on, Quill. You're like one sandwich away from being fat. (laughs) Oh, man. No, I was trying to go gangster mobster, but I don't know what I channeled. I guess I channeled Rocket. Maybe better stuff from Portals 2. Not really worth it. See, that's an excellent point. So you have to apply that principle that I outlined. Like, if you're going to attempt to get me to go do something, incentivize it. If I'm able to pay my house taxes by going and running those portals, I might not need rewards and incentivization. I'll just do it on a weekly basis. Like, well, today's my day to go uh, to go run this, right? You know. <laughs> All right, I'm going to commit. I'm going to get some dumbbells. I'm telling you, that's my favorite sequence in the MCU. It's like 12 minutes long. From the time that it starts, and they're singing Rubber Band. They're all singing Rubber Band together, and like, Groot says something, and they're all like, Whoa! <laughs> and, and Drax is like, Wow. 
from that moment, from the moment that they're all singing together to the moment that he says farewell morons, it's my favorite 12 minutes or so in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think it's perfectly scripted, written, and acted. It is it is beautiful. It's the it's the Marvel comedy like secret sauce. I love it. It's it's proof that Thor has been turned into a very fun and likable character. All words are made up. <laughs> It's great. I don't want to start talking MCU. We'll get stuck there. But that is the best 12 minutes in the MCU. I love it. It's my favorite. Just them all singing together like Gamora singing along. I don't know. It is it is so fun. It is absolutely so fun. Um, uh, <clears throat> I, would li- I, I like the idea. I would definitely take on a lot more portals if that was the case. Portal solos is a nightmare. I can't even go near them. That's a good point. It might not. Well, you, you might not want to make it just portals. Um, you, you, you maybe would want to do other things. True, true, true. Because portals by yourself. Now you go to these old areas and they're not so bad. But if you're in a newer area, that might be a freaking nightmare, right? Um, that might be a nightmare. Thank you to all of uh, all of the new um, all the new subs today. We just hit another milestone. So thank you so much for hitting the sub button today. If you're new, make sure to introduce yourself in chat. If you enjoy lurking, feel free to do that. I am a safer work broadcaster, and a lot of people throw me on in the background like radio. If you want to support the content directly, subscribing is totally free, but the join button is a paid membership, and we would love to see the membership count go up. You get emotes, a badge, you get increased access in the Discord. We also have sponsorships with 80s Tees. I'm always wearing a shirt from 80s Tees. The Shirt Command, the Display Command, and... The coffee command all support me directly. And by the way, this coffee—you're not supporting a sponsor. This is mine. My my like literally, these are mine. My wife and kids ship it to you, right? We ship this from our home. It's ours. We we order it, and it comes to my home on a skid. So you're not like buying from some sponsor, okay? So we appreciate that very very much. We got like 12 orders yesterday, so uh, we like to get about two or three orders a day. That's what my wife says. She says get two or three orders. I'm like okay, so. <laughs> They have, they're going to be busy today packing it up. Um, uh, yeah, 7.5K. That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, let's see. Is YouTube having a series of strokes for anyone else? Doesn't seem like it. Viewership seems to be stable. Uh, they were having a lot of issues uh, yesterday. So he overstates his position. The coffee is not his. He works for his wife. <laughs> Uh, the thing that level 25 portals gives the same amount of XP and Azoth as a 55, I can easily solo a 25 portal in 2-3 to three minutes, but a 55 you get destroyed and it takes 10 minutes and get practically nothing. This is actually a very excellent point that you've made. The XP scaling in the game is atrocious. Like When you get to an area and f- everything's level 50 to 60, okay, okay, this this is complex. So I understand not allowing me to kill like level 50 dogs, wolves, whatever, like the low level enemies or whatever. I understand like if I'm killing 50 to 55 enemies, you can't give me a ton of XP. Why? Because they have to respawn at an interval because it needs to feel alive and people need to go to those areas. Okay, so I get that. I don't expect to go to a new area and, like, kill a boar in that area that's 56 and just get a ton of XP. That would be way too exploitable and chintzy. But the quests? The side quests? The town board? The faction side quests? The portals? What are we doing here? 
these should scale with where I am in the game and the needed XP. Like, what are we doing? I get it. I get it. The boar and the and the bears and the tigers, you know, oh my, that you can't let me kill them at the interval they spawn and give me crazy XP. I 100% understand that. But the quests are a significant time investment and so are the portals. Give me XP accordingly, right? But only 50? It could be scaled up. It certainly could. I don't expect it to be crazy. I don't expect it to be crazy, but what the what in the actual frick are we doing? End game tough areas. I'm getting shot by by all kind of stuff. You want to know what happens? I'll tell you what happens in a second. Silver Subaru with 10 months keeping the double dipping membership going. Love supporting you in the stream. Thank you for double dipping. The double dippers are just you guys are uh, nuts. Thank you. You guys are some of y'all are keeping the lights on. I'm just being real. I'm just being real. Some of y'all are keeping the lights on. Uh, anyway. Um, this is what would ha- this is what's happening right now. I can't I can't stand having to bring this game up. It's like you ever eat something and it leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Um, so in Destiny, the open world and the strikes became a transaction of time. You would just run past everything. Okay, that's what's happening to the living, breathing, vibrant open world in in new world why if you're going to give me peanuts if you're going to give me nothing for killing this alligator that's annoying or this enemy that's shooting at me do you want to know what I'm going to do I'm going to run past it so I joked about it yesterday but like the player behavior is just like serpentining through the open world and not fighting anything now, rewind the clock, and everybody's like, oh, to level, Lona, what you gotta do is you grab all the quests and all the side quests, and while you're out in the world, you chop the trees down, you hit the rocks, you fight the enemies, you fight the animals, you skin the animals, and you're slowly leveling everything, okay? But eventually, that becomes a waste. Killing this animal is not worth my time. Again, incentivize the behavior you want. If you want people traveling around the world and not fighting anything and avoiding everything, you're doing a bang-up job because there's no reason to. There's no reason to. This alligator is a freaking headache and he's going to give me 50 XP. Big Mad Mo with three months. My man Mo. Microsoft Mo. Thank you so <laughs> thank you so much for three months, Mo. I'm literally doing that right now. Yeah. I'm confused. We aren't supposed to run by enemies if we don't actually need to fight them. I don't really play MMOs. I do the same thing in D2. In D no, 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 no. Here's the thing, Thomas. The way that you play a game like this, everything is supposed to be kind of helping you level. Right? Everything. Think about it. If you were 55 and you knew the 900 meter journey to your quest was laden with turkeys, peacocks, boars, bears, enemies, and wolves, and tigers, okay? And those freaking disrespectful alligators. If you knew they were there the whole time, and killing everything on the way granted you a healthy amount of XP, and you saw the little meter going up, you would do it. And that's how kind of it's supposed to feel. You're fighting your way through surviving this this new world but 
what happens is and what's happening to me and many other people is the game becomes purely mechanical and purely transactional okay I go to the town, I grab the quest, I run past every pesky, stupid animal enemy on the way, get out of the way, like, stop hitting me, I get to the area. Do you want to know why everyone says, well, the quests are all samey, I just go to an area and grab chests or kill 10 enemies. Do you want to know why they're saying that? Because the game incentivized very linear, very mechanistic A to B interaction. So there's no like, oh, dude, that was so funny, man. That friggin' alligator, all oh, that fight, or blah, 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 blah. Oh, man, it took us a while to get out here. Dude, there's a lot of enemies to fight. That would change the feel, the flow, and the rhythm of every quest. But instead, you're not doing that. That's not your fault, by the way. I'm not like scolding you, like, how dare you not fight enemies along the way? No, I'm not doing that. You would if it was worth your time. And if you did that, the game would have a more organic feel. You'd be in a new area, new foliage, new enemies, new animals to fight, to hack through, to get to your achievement, and the XP is just naturally flowing. And you would end that play session and be like, this new area is pretty cool. But instead, what happens? What happens? You beeline to the area, you run past everything, and you're just trying to open chests so you can get the frick out of there. Why? Because fighting the enemies isn't worth your time. In an MMO, in a game that is paying out XP, you should be rewarded for your time. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, kill XP would have to be so high. I don't think it would have to be that high, Eugene. You just have to scale it in each area. You just have to scale it. So when I get to an area and I'm in like the last 10 levels, you'd never quest at that point. You'd have to code a depreciating return. This would get more complex, but Eugene, you would just have to code a depreciating return. XP on an animal or an enemy in an area is here. And then if they respawn, it's here, here, here. Like it had to be individual to you. You'd have to have a timer unique to the player, right? You'd have to have a timer unique to the player. Like, if you're just standing there waiting for this bear to respawn, the XP is just going to go down. Why? Because your timer hasn't reset on him. Every animal, it would just keep a log. Like, every time you kill an enemy, like that enemy in this sector, that every enemy has a node, does it not? It like respawns in one particular spot. So, that enemy would have like a node number assigned to it. And unbeknownst to you, that node would have a running timer after you kill it. And so the game would say, oh, you killed node A225 again within three minutes, less XP. Sounds like a great way to make the XP system extremely complex and a great way to introduce bugs. I'm not a developer. I'm just throwing out ideas, right? I think you're saying foliage is foliage. Foliage is funny. The I is after the air. Yeah, it's fo- foliage. Foliage. Yeah, I've always said foliage. <laughs> foliage. The foliage. Aluminium. So because it's going to be hard, don't do it, I guess. I don't know. I'm just saying, if you want... Okay. <laughs> if you want the game to feel open world and worth, worth killing, worth traversing, worth playing the game in an organic way, then... Build it that way. <laughs> Build it that way. 
you already have respawn timers on the enemy you already do there's already a respawn timer on the enemy that's server side that's server side why couldn't you do client side timers that if you kill that enemy within a certain amount of time again it would be like no you're not gonna get any XP from this you're clearly just freaking farming it right <laughs> like in any case okay uh now say oracleum oracleum oracle oracle com <laughs> There's two words there. There's two words there. Uh, <clears throat> I am, I, I, I am driving at a single point, and the single point is, if you want people to play the game in a certain way, incentivize it. If not, this is the result: mechanistic playstyle. Do you think most of the community is doing this? Nope. Mm-mm. No. I don't think most of the community is playing in that way. Right? I think most of the community is just enjoying themselves and they're playing and they're they're doing their thing and they're going out and killing and having a good time. A lot of the people in here right now would be like, "Yeah, I got to level 30 or 40 something and I just I just kind of roamed around and did stuff. Chopped a tree down here, hit a rock here, killed a bear there, did a couple quests, found some uh, found some chests. And guess what? They're probably more satisfied than the people that are like, I ran past everything. I'm so tired of finding these eight chests. I, I was doing that the other day, right? It's so annoying. Every every mission is the same. Well, when you literally run from mission to 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 mission, and you never do any of the in-between stuff, sure it's gonna start to feel samey because you you put no buffer in between going and getting three chests in a town. You just go back and do it again. How do you how do you then incentivize that sort of play when the goal becomes loot and not XP? That's a good question. I mean, the shift from loot away from XP, um, you have to have content loops like the the expeditions, and then they have to be repeatable, and they have to scale to the player. So at sixty level 60 players should be able to replay all the dungeons and have uh, loot incentivization in each dungeon for that that's uh, like like, I don't have a problem with the the loop shifting a little bit you hit level 60 you're not going back and running you know side quests and town boards you know necessarily you're wanting loot your 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 priorities change that's fine I think the road to max level should just uh, couldn't you do it this way I mean they do this in games right couldn't you just make it to where once you exceed the level of the area or the enemies you just start to get way less XP from them that can't be that hard to do so forget the farm and the timer thing I came up with wouldn't you just eventually be like, this is stupid? Like, we're well, you just going to go to every area and be like, yeah, this this guy this guy spawns really fast. I'm just killing him over and over and over and over again to get XP. Wouldn't you... Like, 
wouldn't you want to just give depreciating returns once they get over leveled and then they get to the next area and then the quests would be maybe less rewarding or something I don't know like you need to set it up to where like no dude killing that bear over and over again is not nearly as good as killing a couple bear killing a couple wolves and then moving on to the quest and then moving on to the next quest and moving on to the next quest and killing enemies and animals along the way is definitely worth your time but it's just going to have depreciating returns because you're going to get over leveled they're not going to be worth killing or or it's you you standing here and killing this over and over again is not as effective as moving on to the quest you got to run simulations and figure it out like if i'm 15 and i'm grinding an area to 20 and i'm doing quests and side quests run a dadgum simulation and figure out Okay, killing enemies along the way would give him this much XP. The, you know, the average person walking through this area will see this many enemies, you know, at a time and potentially kill them along the way and get this much XP. Now, let's compare that to somebody who spends the amount of time it takes to do the quest. Let's take that time and apply that time to the simulator to say, what if they stayed here and just killed these enemies over and over? Their spawn rate is this. The time for the quest is this. Calculate the XP payout. And you scale it down to a point to where it's not as good as just running the quest. But it's still good enough to do along the way. There's got to be a middle ground here. Run a simulation and figure it out. How many enemies are along the way? How long will it take the average person to travel to that quest? How long will it take them to complete that quest? Okay, make the quest XP out, you know, payout here because we think that's an adequate payout for the amount of time and it will bump them closer to their next level and the payout along the way is this. Now run a simulation that takes the quest completion time and compares it to a boar farm time if they just stayed in the area farmed boar instead of worked on the quest and make that lower than the quest. Because eventually, so many people are going to figure out. No, you're wasting your time. You would re- the, the quest after it's going to be better. The quest after that is going to be better. It just keeps scaling up. They nobody would ever conclude. No, 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 no. I'm going to stay. I'm just going to stay here and kill boar. People are like, no, why? Can you get dragged through XP levels by playing with people carrying you through areas you're not supposed to be? Um, obviously they'd have to protect against this, Eugene. Yeah. If you were under-leveled, like, if the areas, if the territory's level was, you know, 21 to 30, and you're 15, you should get, like, a, you should get, like, a a minuscule amount of XP. Like, there should just be a cap on how much XP you can get per kill. They'd be like, no, you can't go into an area with a group and let them, let them boomerang you to the 60s. That'd be stupid. You could have your friends you know, presidential escort you to an area of 60 enemies and then they would just be killing the enemies and then you would just get the credit. They, yeah, they'd have to protect against that, obviously. Currently, that's not really an effective way to level because the XP difference between the enemies and the individual, you know, the individual stuff, it it does, Eugene, it does work really, really well for your weapon mastery. So you can go into like late stage areas and get great XP mastery points because like, like let's say you're just starting to use the hatchet for the first time ever and you're hitting like level 55 enemies they'll level it they'll level the mastery pretty quickly but the XP payout for your character is not good enough that that would be an effective way to level the fact that they give max level territories is kind of weird I think it's just limiting the territories you'll go like level 60 has no purpose to go back to first light and that's something that they need to consider. How do you reinvigorate the old areas once you're max level? That's yeah. Why would I go back to New Light? 
we came up with a couple reasons, right? Well, I'd go back to, I like having my house there, all my stuff's in storage, and I can go back and do, you know, some side quests, some town board, and some portals, and that pays for my house. You know, maybe stuff like that. I don't know. No full-fledged Captain Shaky Hands. No, 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 no. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be effective, no. No. World Boss Spawns would help fix that. Possibly. Possibly. A reason to go farm world bosses down there, you know. Um, you gotta be careful, though. Because if you got a world boss farming in a new, in, in a really low-level area, and he's potentially dropping really amazing stuff, th- that doesn't make a whole lot of sense if he's in a really, really low-level area and low-level enemies, you know, low-level players can go, you know, partake. Right? Only in your group. Uh, when I 1v1 a wolf that was level 45 and I was level 30, I'd be pretty mad if I got the same as a level 30 wolf. But what, I don't know. Why would you... Number one, you shouldn't be winning that fight. The damage differential would be so great, you shouldn't be winning that fight. If you are winning that fight, you're doing some kind of an exploit, I would think. You There should not be a way for a level 30 character to beat an enemy that's 15 levels above them. You should get one tapped minimum, one or two tapped. You shouldn't even be able to do enough damage to that thing to get ahead of the damage curve. There's no way. That shouldn't be possible. That's not how the game is intended to be played anyway. You know what I mean? The way this game works is you only get the kill credit for doing a percentage of damage. So low-level players would likely not get enough damage. Um I get kill credit when I'm in a group Fazimoto. I hear the little noise and the little thing goes up and then the little bags on the ground if I'm on a a quest for um if I'm on a quest for like you know kill these wolves to get these items to drop it was happening yesterday I'm fairly certain if you're in a group you get credit as if you as if you did damage the enemy enough if I'm 60 in a 20 area I should be scaled to that area that yeah, yeah, I don't know. That gets tough. That kind of scaling is good, but that I think that's really, really hard in an MMO because that's that's an instance-based thing. You can make it so that there's a skull on an enemy and you see it if you're under-leveled, you can't do damage. Right. I'm just meaning randos in the hypothetical word, world boss fight. Oh, 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 oh. But then again, homie, you could take a really low-level character and invite him to your group and they would get credit for the world boss. I, I just, I don't know. They do that in Guild Wars 2. They do, when you go back to an old area, it's everything scales as if you're 20. Huh. Maybe it's possible. I know that sort of thing is typically instance-based, like they have to do it instance-based, which I don't know if they can do that in this game with the way they've built it. You don't usually have to uh, you don't usually have to get a couple of hits in to get credit when you're in a group. You just have to be in the close vicinity. Yeah, like you can't say like back at the settlement and get credit for a boar that's getting killed 200 meters away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to you got to be close by. That is that is correct. We have gotten a lot of new subs today, man. We really appreciate it. Just to let you know, we do not only cover New World. We cover a variety of games. We do a thing on Friday called From Fridays. I'm playing through Dark Souls 3. We're going to be playing through From Software games like Sekiro. And then when Elden Ring comes out, we will be dying in, diving into Lost Ark tomorrow. Uh, I got into the closed beta, and I got codes 
for some of the people that have been helping me in New World. Um, and we do cover other gaming news. If you've enjoyed your time here this morning, feel free to let us know. You can hit subscribe. That lets you talk in chat. Uh, that does support the channel. Just keep in mind if you subscribe, the content flow of my channel is always going to have some New World coverage, but not just new world coverage so we appreciate you being here and pushing all the buttons i'd love to see the likes go up a little bit give us those 300 likes um i'd love to see the members go up as well but membership is paid subscribing is totally free so smash that subscribe button if you haven't already if you get a group together to grind higher level more difficult mobs in real world then so be it I've, I've had that attitude before. I've said, look, if somebody wants to play the game in that way, like they want to boot up with their buddies and get drugged through content that they're, they have no business in and it's going to level their character really, really fast, you know, then so be it. They're not going to have any of their skills leveled up. They're not going to have any of their mastery leveled up. Um, you know, so be it if they want to play that way, right? What? We're dropping off coffee. Okay. 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 Okay, yeah, that shirt's cute. Your whole outfit's cute. Your little shoes, and you're like, yeah, you look all youthful today, you know. Because normally I look like an old lady. Yeah, normally you look like a grandma. Like you, you normally you look like a seventy-year-old woman, you know. And today you look very. <laughs> That's the that I'm just gonna lean into how you know women commonly inverse your compliment. Oh, you look so youthful today. What I look old all the time? Yeah, you do. You look ancient typically. So thanks for putting a little effort in today. <laughs> I'm just saying that you look cute, Mama. <laughs> She's. Did you guys hear what she said? She said, "Thank you for always looking the same." That's what I'm here for, you know. That's right. Ah, that's right. Always looking the same. That's that's my goal. That's my mission statement in life. Uh, okay, that's great. <laughs> nope, not right now. Don't want to do that. Mm-mm, no, it looks fantastic, but no, thank you. Uh, Manny, <laughs> Manny Smalls with seven months and a tier two. Morning, Lono. Here's another month of great discussion and content. Uh, Manny, were you looking to play the Lost Ark beta and can you play tomorrow? I've got codes and I was offering them to you, Vinny, Victor, and I think Demetrius. If you guys don't want them or can't use them, I'll extend that out to other guys that have played. But you guys have been super loyal in the paint uh, every day in New World. So t- that's tomorrow afternoon we'll be playing that. Uh, no coffee orders yet, Mama. No coffee orders yet. No, not a single one today. Right? Not a single luxury. Huh? It was good today. I'm enjoying mine. <clears throat> that two years later folder is getting pretty full. <laughs> Love to guy grind the game with you. Okay, are you in the Discord, Manny? Because that's where I'm going to send the codes. I'm going to send one to um, uh, Vinny. I can get one to you. Victor can't. So, if there's anybody else that's been playing New World with me that will be available tomorrow afternoon, uh, I'll get you a code. They're not leveled up. How are they going to carry you? It, it, we'll figure. Well, we will find a way. Um, Lone over here with his half compliment insults. <laughs> I totally didn't even mean it that way. I was like, "You look youthful." Like she looked real like young and hip. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> She's like, "Oh, you know, I look old normally." So when she does that, I just lean into it, you know? I just lean into it. Based out of KY? Yeah, I'm in Louisville, Kentucky. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
This is what a good cult leader does. After after weeks of stealing coin and getting carry, he rewards the loyalty. <laughs> Vinny says, you can send my code to another person. I ended up buying the Founders Pack, so I'm in the beta tomorrow. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, we, okay, so we can extend it even more now. I, don't, I, I can give a code to, to Manny. That means I have, I think, three more codes. Vinny doesn't need one. He pre-ordered, so... Um. I love this game. Hopefully they can solidify the bugs in the game so they can push the new content and the new areas out. I fear that's the only way to save this game for some people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zach Todd says, yo, what's good? Uh, oh, you're in Harden? Nice. Yeah, one of the reasons we can ship the coffee so quickly is Louisville is an excellent hub uh, for shipping. So you guys order it. My wife prints the label like that night. You get an email and then she ships it the next day. I mean, you will never order coffee from anywhere else and get it as fast as you get it from us. So what kind of game is Lost Ark? It's an isometric Diablo-esque JRPG MMO. So there's like JRPG combat animations, the saturation of enemies, and the speed of combat's very JRPG, but it's isometric. It kind of looks like Diablo 3, and it's an MMO, and it, I think it looks hot. If you, I'm telling you, if the support is there, I am very excited about New World and this game being very regular presences here. Um, isometric games are a little touchy, but I think the animations in the combat will be a good hook for people. I think sometimes watching Diablo 3 combat can be a little like blase, like bleh, like this kind of boring. But Lost Art combat and all that, I, I actually think it might play well on stream. So, sorry if you answered this before, but are you going to boot up the new Forza Horizon and drive into walls for our amusement? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so, Zubair. I don't, I don't think so. Um,. I know we didn't play New World today, but I didn't know about you then. But Lost Ark, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 uh, it's finally coming. What does isometric mean? Isometric is top down, sort of simulated 3D. So you know how you're like looking top down on Diablo, but it's also kind of three dimensional. That's isometric. Um, so games like Hades and Diablo and Curse of the Dead Gods and uh, Path of Path of Exile, these would be described as isometric dungeon crawlers. And um, yeah, the, did you become a Lost Ark partner? I can. It's very easy to become one. Yeah, and I have a contact that gave me the code. So yes, um, very very excited about that. Very very excited. Like Bird's Eye View. Yeah, Ascent. The Ascent was was isometric. Bird's eye view doesn't work as well, um, Christina, because sometimes there's top down, sometimes there's top down twin stick shooter where there's no isometric to it. So think classic Legend of Zelda or think um, Binding of Isaac. That's top down. Okay. So there's top down, then there's like top down dungeon crawler, top down twin stick shooter. Then there's isometric. So the ascent would be isometric twin stick shooter kind of like smash tv then there's isometric dungeon crawler diablo 3 then there's isometric jrpg mmo that's lost ark so it's isometric in its execution but then it's a jrpg mmo in its combat and in its structure if that makes sense (laughs) if that makes sense um it's also a fighting game um 
Wait, how is it also a fighting game? It's basically Street Fighter, but JRPG isometric MMO. How is it also a fighting game? Uh, Linguistically, does it mean one measurement? I think isometric uh, in gaming refers to the camera's perspective. Isometric dungeon crawler, platformer, looter, FPS, RTS, fighting ape. Perfect. It's everything. Time for a meeting. Take care. Thank you. I appreciate seeing new names in chat. I got to tell you, one of the most encouraging things I've seen lately uh, is lots of new names in chat, right? It's like Diablo, but the monsters give me more Monster Hunter vibes. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, mm-hmm. And then the JRPG thing, right, where there's like eight enemies around you and you're swinging and doing things really quickly and the animations are really awesome and then all the enemies die. Like, that's a very JRPG thing, right? New names in chat, plug the coffee again. I plugged the coffee a couple times this morning. I read the descri- the flavor description and everything, so if there are coffee drinkers in the house that have not ordered Rageless Roast, um... Feel free to ask me questions about it. Uh, we need 18 more likes for 300. And um, so I took the afternoon off to play, but I assume I will be in queue uh, forever. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We, w- we will see what ends up happening with uh, with Lost Ark's beta tomorrow. Thankfully, it's a closed beta. So I, I anticipate the queue times not being that bad at all. Um, certainly there there is the chance that they get kind of overwhelmed but um i would i would hazard a guess that uh they are um they're going to be a little bit more well prepared for a closed because they know exactly how many codes have been given out do you know what i'm saying it's a little different when like oh no a, a lot more people uh pre-ordered oh shoot <laughs> and then you know and then they and then the servers have trouble. Like they literally have the exact count of how many codes were, were were distributed. And then they can see how many of those codes were, you know, cashed in. How many pre-orders? You know, how many times has the game been installed? Like I think it'll be a little bit easier with a closed beta than with an open beta or um, like when a game launches. The New World Trading Post is still a bit bugged. I'm in Windsward and I put something to sell and it goes to Shattered Mountain. What? Really? They said to expect long queues for the first three hours while they're testing stability. They will start opening more up. So we're, we're queue streaming tomorrow, I guess, is what it sounds like. <laughs> uh, it's been out since 2016. It works. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to... You never know. The interest is high. Right? The interest is high. Just based on pre-orders alone, we might be, you know, staring at a lot of, a lot of queue tomorrow. Um... The servers go live at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern for us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, my copy's installing now, so they know I'm interested in the closed beta. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, there's no doubt. They know. They know how many people are installing. Um, yo, Takashi, you've been in chat for a while, and you said good morning. I didn't greet you. How are you, my friend? Old school isometric games were 2D. Nowadays, most are 3D, real, not simulated. Uh, but usually, those are fixed camera look uh and they have sprites yeah like the sprites in wolfenstein 3d like you could only see them from the front like if you turned on them they they rotated like a cardboard cutout right did lono get into the elden ring test 
Uh, I don't think so. I don't even... When is that, Ashen? I, I got into Lost Ark, but I don't think I got in to Elden Ring. I, I, I applied. Um, I'm checking... Uh, 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 no. I was checking my other email address just to see. I'm not seeing anything. So... Nowadays, most isometric games are not really isometric. But I thought isometric game... Isometric game. Isometric video graphics are graphics employed in video games and pixel art that use a parallel projection, but which angle the viewpoint to reveal uh, facets of the environment that would otherwise not be visible from a top-down perspective or side view, thereby producing a three-dimensional effect. They're called so because they used to be. I'm confused. Like This is saying that it creates a 3D effect, so when were they called isometric and didn't do that? Um, or were there top-down games that did that? Like You could like hide behind a bush. You know, or like hide behind a pillar. You know what I'm saying? Diablo is Diablo 2 also? Yeah, yeah. Those would be described as isometric because there's an actual three-dimensional feel where like a tree is in the way. You can't see the stuff behind the tree. Instead of looking down and just seeing the top of the tree. Because the background is 3D now. Yeah, but he said they were traditionally called... They were traditionally two-dimensional. Are you saying that it was 3D simulated and like the sprites of the enemies were two-dimensional? Is that what you mean, Takashi? Like, Diablo 2 was isometric, but the enemies were two-dimensional sprites? I'm, I'm asking, I don't know. Diablo 3 is not really isometric? How so? How is D3 not isometric? Zaxxon was the first isometric game. I remember that game. That game was hard. The background was 2D. 2D and 3D, there's nothing to do with isometric. But they said that the isometric gave a 3D effect. Do you get Lost Ark from Steam? Yeah. Do you have a code to use if I decide to play so you get credit? No, I don't get any credit. No. Yeah, it's in Steam. Um... I can easily apply and get into being a Lost Ark partner, like a content creator partner. I'm with, I'm I'm on the New World partner thing that they did. It's not even hard to get in. I mean, you just have to have like a channel, and then you just plug in the information. They're super super open to basically letting everybody um, everybody get in, uh, and they're probably gonna treat the Lost Ark ones uh, the, the exact same. Um. <clears throat> ISO is just a camera placement, not the graphics. Right, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think we're all saying the same things. We're just saying it differently. Like, it's not necessarily 2D or 3D, but the camera placement creates a three-dimensional effect to where you can get behind items or items can be behind objects even if the sprites and the backgrounds and the objects are two-dimensionally rendered, right? But there is a 3D visual effect. Does does that make sense? So you could create a three-dimensional effect in the original Legend of Zelda, even though everything is two-dimensionally rendered. 
you could. I'm not saying they did. I'm not saying they did. Um, so. Oh. Oh. <clears throat> you can have both an isometric view or with perspective depth. It's very technical, but for purposes of gaming, they're basically fixed cam angle. I'm a bit lost. Food analogy? <laughs> Basically, now the background is 3D, so you could rotate the camera or zoom in. Right, like, the isometric camera angle in a game like, um... What was that game we played? It kind of looked like Monument Valley. It was called Shape... Ah, What was it called? Anyway, you could rotate the camera. So the world was three-dimensionally rendered, but the camera angle was... Uh, was isometric and you could rotate it around right that like toad's puzzle adventure on the nintendo switch it's a three-dimensionally rendered world but the camera is isometric and then you can rotate the environment sable no sable's a 3d a 3d uh 3d open world game not isometric isometric refers to the camera so you guys are doing full geometric definition here. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're driving away the New World audience, too. They're like, I don't know what the frick these guys are talking about. <laughs> I'm out. Um, does it allow for better damage mitigation? It depends. It depends. You ever play Portal Knights? No, uh-uh. No. Um, yeah, a good example would be, yes, yes. Um, Death's Door is isometric but it's, I believe it's three-dimensionally rendered and you can rotate the camera. So the camera's placement's isometric and you can rotate to see behind and around walls and stuff. What class do you think you'll play in Lost Ark? Well, I'm a little concerned that this is going to be a, a, a common a, a common theme here. Um, I think a lot of people are going to pick Gunner. Like, I, I, I really want to play Gunner. <laughs> uh, he looks really, really cool. Uh, so back in the day it was just a flat picture of a burger in front of a flat picture of fries but now they have a 3D burger and 3D fries but the camera is in the same relative position (laughs) there you go there's your food analogy (laughs) stupid that's not even a food analogy (laughs) what is the intentionality of the isometrics yeah 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 gunbreaker warrior for me yeah, I'm thinking we're going to go gun, gunner to some degree. Uh, they look, the, a lot of the animations for the for the gunner looked super, super cool. Uh, and I think there's a class, what is there, class and a subclass? So you can pick like gunner and then pick another class beneath that, right? What game are you playing tomorrow? It is called Lost Ark. It is made by Amazon Games. It, it has been very, very popular and it's finally coming to America. I think New World is going through some problems, grave ones, but in no way is it broken or is it shutting down or is the world is ending. Like half the apocalypse heralds on the internet and YouTube. <laughs> uh, when is the beta start? Uh, tomorrow around uh, noon Eastern. So, um, we, today for New World Gameplay... For New World Gameplay, we will be doing the Dynasty Shipyard Expedition. I hope I have enough homies to do it. We, we kind of put the word out yesterday. So hopefully we have enough homies to do it on the uh, the Eden server where we are. Northeast Eden, we are Syndicate. 
If not, we'll have to like public. We'll have to like local LFG. Um. Oh, that's right. Lost Ark is made by Smilegate. Amazon's publishing it. That's correct. I'm sorry, I misspoke. So it's an Amazon game, kind of, uh, but it's not made by Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's de- the developers are Smilegate. Yeah, and apparently. Amazon took a lot of notes and a lot of pointers and a, and, and a lot of influence from Lost Ark when they built uh, when they built uh, New World. Yeah, the PC only element is um, is obviously a little bit of a bummer. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of you guys that uh, that would love to you know partake. Um, you know. Uh, you know, and, and uh, the, my hope would be that these these games eventually land on on mobile, um, you know, uh, and that way we're able to um, not mobile. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hopefully, land on console, so that way you guys can join in and play. Because um, it's a bit it's a bit of a bummer uh, to not be able to uh, to play with you guys. Because I think they are uh, they're good games. New World, especially, I think could be fantastic. On um, New World could be fantastic on console if they could get really, really good uh, controller support. New World just going to struggle on the old gen consoles, I think, a little bit. I think it'll run fine on on the PS5 and the Series X. Um, so, Lost Ark is very different than New World. There's almost no similarities. Well, no, I wasn't saying similarities. I was saying they took inspiration and ideas from Lost Ark, right? So it's like they. They might have they might have seen some of the just player behavior, like how do you keep people playing, how do you keep things going? Um, you know, don't you guys have phones? Uh, it's gonna sound extremely selfish, but are the codes you have for the full game or just the beta? Oh, just the beta, just the beta, salty. You can get into the beta by pre-ordering the game for as little as like what like 15 bucks I think. I think for 15 bucks you can become a founder and get into the beta. I got codes from somebody at the company and then I also got codes for being a New World partner and then I also I'm installing it cuz I pre-ordered it myself as well. So I'm just giving the codes away uh, to people that I'm hoping can play. Uh, tomorrow, like I was, I was giving first priority to um, some people. Yeah, Demetrius, I don't know if you're going to be able to be around tomorrow and play. And if you are interested in Lost Ark, um, I gotta find Manny so I can DM him. Um, Vinny already pre-ordered, so he doesn't need a code. So I was going to give one to Manny, and then I was offering it to Demetrius. And then at, at this point, anybody else in the company that's been able to play during the day, I'll obviously start extending that circle. I was basing it off of who'd been jumping in most most often every day. Um, Amazon games are like my ex-girlfriend. You can come back anytime you want, uh, but she'll always cheat on you. <laughs> uh, I'll be on at 5 p.m. Pacific. That works, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, if we get to the point where nobody wants it, it we may I may end up giving it to somebody in the company like Abe, just because like here I got you know I want somebody to get them, you know, you know Vinny pre-ordered so he doesn't need one. Manny's taking one, so I have three more after that. Um, let me check my schedule. Okay, okay. I mean, the beta runs all weekend, so you know if you want one and you have been one of the guys helping me, I'll happily give it to you. 
because I was prioritizing availability, like, can you play? But then also I want to prioritize, like, some of you homies have been amazing at, at helping me progress. Like, I don't know if any of you are around for the dungeon in about 30 minutes. Um, so... Congrats on the content. Balance comments comments and a very adult view of the gaming industry. Subscribe and hit the like. We'll continue when I can. Uh, If my coffee money doesn't end uh, by the 27th. Hey, man, I appreciate that. Thank you very much for those comments, man. I think the most encouraging thing we've seen lately, um, the most, uh, the game is free to play. So when we say pre-order, sorry, you're clicking a founder pack. Does that make sense? So it's a pre-order, but it's not. Like you're, you're pre-ordering stuff to get when the game launches as a founder, but you don't have to pay for the game when it comes out. Sorry. That that can be a little confusing. I use the term pre-order, but that's that's what I meant. I think one of the most encouraging things I've seen lately in chat is you know, brand new people that I've never never interacted with being like, yo, I dig this place. This place is fun. I like the content. Da, 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 da. Um, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that... Um, that feedback and uh and hopefully you come back for content even if it's not about new world we we kind of have this is sort of the breakdown every day uh you know we have a lot of uh, of great conversations a lot of great back and forth so we appreciate it i love seeing that just seeing that sub count go up you know it uh it makes me feel good um it's encouraging for uh for everything that we're uh, that we're trying to do um so and um the continuation of the Say No to Rage story will hit tomorrow. I do have a video for SNTR Presents today. It's a little bit longer than some of the recent ones. It's about how internet drama is a drug. And uh, then tomorrow we'll continue the Say No to Rage story with the Destiny community. I had to re-record the video this morning. I was not happy with the first one. It was 45 minutes long and it lacked some clarity in some areas and I was worried that people would misrepresent it, so I had to I had to kind of scrap it and do it again. I did two takes this morning, a 44-minute, didn't like that one, and then a 35-minute where I feel like I nailed it, so. Lono is a full-time Pascal's Wager streamer. <laughs> yeah, Pascal's Wager and the Wolf game. <laughs> that stupid Wolf game. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my. That Wolf game was something else. Oh. Ugh. How many Brazilians? Oh, oh, we have we have some Brazilians in chat. Is that what they're? Are they are they uh, speaking Portuguese to each other? Um, I didn't recognize it. I didn't recognize it. Um, friends of our, we had friends that were from uh, from Brazil. They were they were awesome. We went over to their house once and they like made dinner and it was amazing. We had some Korean friends come over recently and they made like I forget what they called it, but it was a type of taco that they make with very thinly sliced. Uh, 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 beef, like almost like instead of ground beef, like thinly sliced beef, like red meat. Oh my gosh, it was amazing! It was amazing. Um, uh, Returnal save scum, uh, suspended. Returnal save scum feature. You can you can save scum with Returnal new suspend cycle feature. Uh, while save scumming cuts against the genre's design I can also quite confidently say that it doesn't matter one bit that this is possible I thoroughly enjoyed Returnal and the task of overcoming the roguelike challenge at launch 
and the other people are able to save and back up their games doesn't affect that in the slightest. Then again, I'm also someone that thinks Souls-like games should have easy modes. Oh, well, here, let me stop reading what the person has to say. Um, <laughs> uh, Carpaccio, Lego. No, I forget what they called it. I'd have to, I'd have to ask my wife. Uh, are you talking about bulgogi? I think that's what it was. I think it was bulgogi. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, bull, 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 like a bull, bulgogi. Yep, that's what it was. It was incredible, with like some kind of sriracha mayo and onion, uh, onions and carrots and lettuce. Uh, oh, mm. <laughs> it was so good. I had two. I almost went back for a third, and I was like, I'm being trouble if I go back for a third. And, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was bulgogi. Uh, it was excellent. It was very, very good. We liked it a lot. Uh, I watched one of the Lost Ark trailers and one of the bosses looked just like a Pokemon Ninetales. Oh, cool, 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 cool. Isn't that Korean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I spoke very quickly there. We had Brazilian friends once that made us a Brazilian meal that was really good. I forget what it was. And then recently, our Korean friends came over and made us bulgogi, and it was very, very good. It was excellent. Yes, a Founders Pack gets you access to the beta Aaron Crabtree. I think you can get one. The cheapest Founders Pack is like 15 bucks. Bulgogi is a traditional Korean meal, right? Yeah, I think so. It's so good. It's so good. She got, she said some people use ground beef and I'm like, ground beef is just so inferior. I don't like ground beef and tacos. Please don't give give me steak or chicken. Like I don't, I don't like ground beef that much. Um, and so she got, uh, she went to like a local place and she said they'll, they'll cut it paper thin for her. And so she had it cut paper thin and she put it in this thing. She did all this stuff with like soy and all this other stuff. I think sesame seed oil and all this stuff. And then she put it in a pan. She brought it over here and she cooked it here. So obviously the house smelled amazing. Um, we have a huge Korean presence in my town. Plenty of food options. Yeah, 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 yeah. Our our families have really like come together. Like their kids are at the right age bracket. They get along really well with my kiddos, and you know we just we have so much fun together. So we did trick or treating together, um, and uh, and had and had a meal together, and we they we we, we play soccer with them. That we they, they, our kiddos were on a soccer team together. It's just I don't know. It's fun. It's fun to have friends like that. You know what I mean. Oh, you're on top chat? Oh, man. No, no, no. If you ever get a chance to try Korean fried chicken, don't pass it up. Okay, okay. Well, I'll ask them. They really like cheeseburgers, and I make a mean burger, so I get the meat locally, and then I do a bunch of nice stuff to it and make my own patties. And they love my cheeseburgers. So I, I was I was very thankful that, like, okay, you know, I've, I've fed you guys a couple of times. Now you feed me. I was like, this is excellent. And so next time I'll be like, all right, all right. Yeah, I'll make you guys some more burgers, but then you have to make me some Korean fried chicken. <laughs> I'll cut a deal with them. I'll cut a deal with them. Um, why is Top Chat even a thing? We are not really sure. We're not really sure. Um, if you want my bird's eye view on it, I think it's because we don't have great moderation tools, so they worry that a lot of the live streams... Um, you're going to have a lot of passive viewership that's going to be automatically on default of Top Chat. They're never going to click out otherwise. And Top Chat automatically filters a lot of the crap. And I think that's why they do it. I think a lot of the people that stream live on YouTube don't even attempt to moderate the chat that much. And Top Chat does that for YouTube's kind of automatically. Um, so 
they don't give us a lot of moderation tools so whether it's like a big live event or a tournament or a reveal or a premiere top chat kind of acts as like a nice front door filter for all of the passive viewers on the platform that don't even say anything in the chat but they might see it so that's why they do it if it doesn't hurt your experience of the single player game does it matter yes it matters yes it does Mm -hmm. yeah if I could go in and exploit and glitch and beat the entire game of Dead Cells, you know, they would patch that. Why? Because it delegitimizes the game and it undercuts its identity and it undercuts the achievement of other people that have worked hard to earn those things. You're playing a game like Returnal or Dead Cells or Hades or Curse of the Dead Gods or Dark Souls 3, there is a certain amount of value transmission that is attached to prestige and achievement. It's undeniable. You cannot deny that super punishing games from you know made by from software or super punishing rogue games part of the value transmission to their consumer base is the achievement and the prestige and if that gets undercutted undercutted if that gets undercut or diluted that's damaging to the property it's damaging to that game so back to speedrunners getting out of maps speedrunners getting out of maps isn't equal to easy mode in Dark Souls or an exploitable save that's not meant to be used as a save so a speedrunner is trying to break the game for a very particular reason people exploiting a save or asking for an easy mode aren't attempting to do something incredibly challenging they're attempting to do the opposite I don't think a speedrunner is equal to somebody exploiting the save file in Returnal or Somebody asking for easy mode in Dark Souls. I don't think they're cut from the same cloth. They're not. Like, a guy trying to do a speed run in Sonic and he finds a glitch in the map that helps him bust through a wall so he can run it faster. Now, you also have to understand something. Speedrunners set their own rules. Some games don't allow certain exploits. Your, your run is disqualified if you use some of the exploits. Why? Because they sometimes the spirit of the speed run is we we want to see who can beat this game the fastest not who who can break this game the most like every speed running community in game is slightly different than the next yo cat with nine months thank you cat and it's a tier two at that thank you very much cat um Speedrunners 100% use glitches. No professional... I think you accidentally hit enter. Um, Try and do Hades runs at 20 heat. People in here know how... What that means. No, that makes me awesome. (laughs) The people that derive proceeds from video games need vigorously beating. Why? Why? If someone derives prestige from being really good at golfing or winning the Super Bowl... How's it any different? It's a it's it's a it's a feat of applied expertise. You're really good at something and you do it and not a lot of other people are able to do it. So that comes with prestige and achievement in the sense of uh, a sense of a sense of pride. It's not any different. You can throw a baseball really fast or beat Dark Souls 3 with a set of bongos like whatever it is that you're trying to do it's fine for people to pull prestige and a sense of achievement and when a game 
drops a gauntlet in your lap and it's like this game is incredibly hard and when you die you go back to the beginning and someone figures out a way to get around that that's not the same as a speedrunner no that person is grading against the identity of the game right winning a super bowl requires a lifetime of investment beating a video game requires buying it talk about unfair argumentation so all I have to do is buy a game to beat it. That's it. So when I bought Dark Souls 3, that's all I needed to do to beat it. Do you think that's an intellectually honest point? I don't think so. I think that's intellectually dishonest and not true. You have to commit and work and try and fail and put up with irritation and learn and be aware and there's skill involved. Now, the amount of time, there's a big difference between winning a gold medal in the Olympics and winning the Super Bowl and beating Dark Souls 3, right? We take leisure activities far too seriously, according to you, right? According to you, (laughs) why? Yolono, you ever thought about getting into live radio? We've tried, there's ways to do, um, there's ways to do live podcasting through, uh, platforms like Podbean. And, um, yes, I've, we obviously have crafted this show. That's kind of what it is. I'm just, I'm on camera, right? I'm not Rogan, but kind of like what Rogan does, right? Like he's on camera, but eventually, essentially what he's doing is like radio podcasting, right? Um, so, you know. It's just it's just a matter of like, can we navigate into those avenues and and make and make money? Because <laughs> it's a lot of time. Like when we look at the metrics of YouTube videos and the metrics of like uploads, live streaming on YouTube currently we burn a lot of daylight. Do you do you know how many uploads and series I could create in the time that I sit here for three hours? A lot. So we've we've definitely considered that. So we'd have to consider the same thing when we if we if we ever looked at um, like radio. How could we get into it and monetize it? Like, what would that even look like? It's a bit of an understatement, but he has a point. There are different levels of achievements. A different level of achievement doesn't mean a person taking pride from it is somehow juvenile, stupid, or a waste, right? There's a giant difference between the painting in the Sistine Chapel and somebody just that enjoys painting leisurely and they get better at painting still lifes them taking pride in their leisurely hobby activity of painting still lifes and wanting to frame it and hang it in their house and it's a, it's a, it's a form of prestige and achievement there's nothing wrong with that it's a leisurely activity it's not the Sistine Chapel it's not the statue of David but it's still something that they enjoy doing and applied themselves got better at and they, they think it's they, oh, this is great beating Dark Souls beating Returnal there's, there's, there's no difference it's it's per, it's it's subjective to the person. It's subjective to the person. Like who cares if you think it's leisurely or you want to denigrate it and act like it's not that big of a deal. You have to understand what what like the value transmission, right? The value transmission. Someone buys a video game that is marketed as this is brutal, awful and hard and it's a rogue and they're like I'm going to buy that and I'm going to beat it and then they beat it. And then people come behind, break a save feature, and then get to eat around all the difficulty of the game. That's diminishing the value of the product. Same with Dark Souls. If they suddenly added an easy mode, 
that's diminishing to the transaction. I bought this because I love hard games. I love beating hard games. This game took me super long to beat. I got really aggravated. I broke a controller. I've never broken a controller, but you know what I'm saying. And then you suddenly add an easy mode? That's diminishing and diluting and devaluing the product that they bought. I, that's ba- That seems very basic to me. That seems very basic to me. These games aren't for you, right? It'd be like me going to a, like a sports game and be like, you know what I'd really like them to add in this game is an open world action adventure mode where I could run around as LeBron James and uh, and pick up weapons and, and get skills and invest in my skill tree. Do you know what people would tell me? They'd be like, you're an idiot. You're asking this game to be something that it's not. You're asking a sports game to leave its category and be an action adventure game. You're exactly right. And asking a game like Returnal to have a save feature or asking Dark Souls to have an easy mode, you are asking it to become something that it is not. It's a devaluation and a dilution of the product. It wouldn't make any sense for me to go to a sports game and be like, I really don't understand why NBA 2K doesn't have an open world adventure mode where I could run around as LeBron James and throw basketballs at people. Like, people would, people would be so confused by that. They'd be like, I don't understand. Why are, why are you asking for that? That's not what this game is, right? That's not what this game is. This game, this game is intended to be a sports game. It sounds, Lono, like you don't want to play a sports game, right? You're right. And it sounds like you don't want to play a Dark Souls game. It sounds like you don't want to play a rogue if you want a save feature. Now, I understand the suspend feature in Returnal was established so that you could be a normal human being and, like, walk away from your television and come back the next day where you were, right? I totally totally get that. I totally get a suspend feature. But asking for an easy mode in Dark Souls, or asking for... Or asking for, uh... You know, a a save feature in Returnals. Like, well, you're gonna save it in a room, and then, like, I got a really good run. I'm gonna run around the corner, and I'm gonna get this guy. I'm gonna go fight this boss again. That grates against the identity of the game. Dark Souls starts out hard and then you get good. You find awesome weapons and builds and then you stand at the top of the mountain of the bosses and the bodies with a broken straight sword. <laughs> yeah. There are different arenas with different ideas of prestige. None of y'all care where I went to law school, but other lawyers care. Neither view is true. That's that that's kind of what I was trying to say is like the prestige and the sense of achievement in beating Dark Souls or Returnal, that matters to the people that bought the game. And you can't, but you don't want to betray that and come behind them and be like, look, we know you, we, we know we sold you a game on the premise and on the promise of being incredibly hard and challenging and you feel awesome because you beat the game. But yeah, we're going to add an easy mode because a bunch of journalists complain. I'd like to run a marathon, but can we shorten it to a couple of miles? Right. Right. You're constantly blipping for me? Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on. I mean, the viewership's not terrible. We have lost some people, but we've been pretty steady at, at upper upper 300s for a while. Um, 
folks have a false sense of inclusion not all things are meant for some people we should not be catering to the lowest common denominator right like I, I, I saw a lot of people complaining about like accessibility options in a video game and I was like listen we can we can do everything we can to make controllers and avenues of inclusion for people with um, you know motor skill if they have motor skill inhibitions if they struggle to move their head uh, their face their eyes their mouth their, their their arms or their hands or their or their fingers right it's totally fine to try to create avenues for you know motor skill impaired persons or movement impaired persons to play video games but that doesn't mean that every single video game that comes out that there's some sort of moral imperative on those developers to put all that in their game to put a bunch of you know accessibility options in their game they may not have time they may not have the budget their game may not square with that but there was a lot of complaining and a lot of griping about that recently it was about um what game was it it was de- uh, it was deathloop there was a lot of complaining about the lack of accessibility options in deathloop and i'm like listen there's no imperative on the company to make those features for you that's th- there is no imperative on them it certainly is very nice and very noble and very neighborly and very charitable but there's no moral imperative they don't have to there's no ought an imperative is you ought to do this or you ought not to do this you ought not punch your neighbor in the face or steal from him you ought to be honest and you know be kind to people around you right there's no moral imperative on these companies to make these accessibility options because that's the new angle by the way the new angle, the way they're trying to sneak this in the back door about like we need easy mode for Dark Souls, they're they're coming in in the clothing of like well accessibility options for for motor impaired people. No 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 no. There is no imperative on From Software to make it possible for an impaired person to beat Elden Ring. That's not that's not their that's not their responsibility, right? They can if they want, but you can't put an imperative on them and be like, no, they ought to. They ought to. There should be, though. Argue why. You can assert it all day long. Every video game should have colorblind options and motor-impaired accessibility options. Cool. It's noble. Sounds really nice. That's a great assertion. Now argue why. Why should every developer allot budgetary spending resources and bandwidth to do that why they're a business you know what i'm saying let me flip it around my daughter has an egg allergy so guess what we don't get to do we don't get to do like virtually any restaurant visitation it's not worth it now is there a moral imperative on every restaurant in existence to create a complete egg-free environment so that my daughter can come and eat safely No! That would be undue harm on those businesses to require that level. That level of restriction and requirement. What are you talking about? The name of our restaurant's Wild Eggs. Get the frick out. Like, you see? You can't take your... The cards you're dealt and be like, no, you're responsible to meet me where I am. No. No, they're not. Nope. 
there's there is no imperative on restaurants around this city to make allowances for our family there isn't now there are laws passed so that we can buy food and understand what's in it for her safety so I know what's in it for her safety, but there's no imperative on these companies to do all this for her. It would be so great if that were the case. I would love it if restaurants opened up. There are restaurants. There's a local dessert place that is top eight free. Top eight refers to the top eight allergens, the top eight most common allergens. It's a top eight free dessert shop. That's awesome. There's a market, but there's not an imperative. As a disabled man, I don't whine when a game only supports mouse and keyboard. I find a solution or I get over myself. Not everything has to have a special mode for people who won't make them money anyways. They're a business. There has to be, like, it, it's, it's great when these things are done. I have compassion and empathy and sympathy for, for persons who have some level of impairment that might keep them from playing a video game. I think Microsoft has made great strides with their controller, and that's awesome. Creating avenues is awesome. Creating imperatives is not. Because you can't go to a business and say, we need you to spend a bunch of extra money, time, research, and resources ham-fisting this into your game so that this sector of the community can play. It's like, that's going to be an absolute loss for them, more than likely. What if they can't even afford it? Like, it's not malicious. It's not, it's not unkind. It's not inconsiderate. It's just reality. You gotta live life on, life on life's terms, man. It sucks. But, like, people with allergies have to live a different life. And it stinks. Like, my daughter can't go to a birthday party and just eat the cake. She can't. And that stinks as a little kid. And we obviously hang out in really great circles, and people are very conscientious of it, and we get make sure that we get desserts for everybody so no one feels left out. Because being that kid that feels left out, that feels different, that feels alienated, is terrible. And so we obviously do everything we can to shield that. But at the same time, we're honest with her. This is your lot in life. You may have this for the rest of your life, and you got to accept it. Accept it. You know, you can be angry about it. You can be disappointed. That's fine. But you can't go around starting making demands. So... The easy mode Dark Souls debate, I, I promise you that's going to be a continued, like, sleight of hand. That's going to be a, a continued sleight of hand that they're going to try to pull. They're going to start arguing about easy mode in Elden Ring and Dark Souls, and that's how they're going to sneak it in. They're going to be like, well, this is accommodating and this is accessible to the, you know, the hand, I don't know what we're supposed to say anymore, the handicapped community, the impaired community, whatever the frick we're supposed to say, like they're going to start sneaking and smuggling this argumentation in and creating and trying to trying to use an emotional, morally imperative driven argument to be like, well, no, they should put in an accessibility easy mode. No, they shouldn't. It's their product. It's their art and they can determine how it's built. If you don't like it, don't buy it. Do you think I'd buy my daughter an egg an egg salad sandwich? And they'd be like, I can't believe there's eggs in here. I should be able to buy an egg salad sandwich for my daughter who will go into anaphylactic shock if I feed it to her. What are you talking about? This isn't made for you. It's not made for you. You have an egg allergy. 
ADA compliance is to make sure people with disabilities can navigate areas they are required to be in for some reason. Playing Dark Souls doesn't fall into that bucket. Yes, that's true. There is a difference between making allowances for people to live and flourish in the public square and in society. That's not the same as going to a golf course and saying, um, uh, where are your golf clubs for, for, for people without arms? And they're like, what are you talking about? Like, well, I should be able to come here and play golf and and you should have something here, technology or some developed golf club for me. And they'd be like, we don't have that. We're a country club and, you know, we're terribly sorry, but we, 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 we don't have that. Well, you should invest money in it while we do that. Like you see, like that. Th- there's a difference between being like, I need to be able to drive or go to the grocery store or um, just live. So that's great that there's like compassion and awareness, and we're making those allowances, and we're making those spaces and those and those uh, the ramps or whatever we're doing. Like we uh, we attend services on a Sunday, and we're very close to the con- uh, to it to a school of the blind, right? And there's all these things that they do along the street that are like extra over the top for uh, visually impaired persons. So the the um, the crosswalks have a person that talks. Uh, the crosswalks are exceptionally long, uh, and the crosswalks have braille on them, right? So that's the local community seeing, you know, this, the proximity of the school, there's going to be a, a, an overwhelming saturation of visually impaired persons. Now, obviously what you would say is we should have that everywhere so a visually impaired person can travel throughout the city safely. And so that has happened. There's there's more and more crosswalks now uh, in our city that have the person speaking and uh, have the braille on the button. Um... So, like rumble strips on the road. No, that's not what those are for. <laughs> but that's funny. Um, so, you know, I think there's a there's a big categorical disconnect between we want people to be able to live in society and flourish, okay? And so we're making these allotments for that. And I need I should be able to play Dark Souls. Those aren't the same you know those just are not the same um somebody went to a KFC diner and felt discriminated against because there was a, there were no meat free options like, yeah that's that's entitlement insanity like that's entitlement insanity like I, it doesn't make any sense you they don't have to do anything for you they don't like what <laughs> There's no imperative on KFC to research, create, buy, and distribute non-meat options. Do you know how much that would cost them? Do you know how much profit loss they would have on that? It would be it would be financial harm. There's no there is no imperative to put them in undue harm, undue financial harm because you want to be able to buy a vegan bucket of chicken. Like they 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 it wouldn't sell. The product would go bad. It'd be a loss at every level. At every level of business structure, they would be losing money. <laughs> it's I'm telling you, it's entitlement insanity is what it is. Like going into KFC and feeling discriminated against because there's a no there, they, they, you, there's not a no meat option. That is just entitlement insanity. You, 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 
your mom told you that the D wasn't your fault and she called your college professors and chewed them out. I'm sure of it. You've never been told that you weren't special. You've never been told that it was your fault that you got a bad grade. You know, the whole world's supposed to just hand stuff to you for showing up. Everyone who plays games can play Dark Souls and they suck or not it's down to the player. Lono selling chicken now. <laughs> Are we actually suggesting that KFC offers meat products? <laughs> uh, I want to go to a vegan restaurant and demand a meat item. Do you see Fazimoto? It's it's total insanity. I, there are vegan restaurants in my city. Can you imagine me going in there and be like, you know what? I feel really discriminated against because I love ribeyes and there are no ribeyes here. The frick's the matter with you? At least have a cheeseburger on the menu and they'd be like, oh, meat? Like, <laughs> meat's murder. Like, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like, only an insane person would go into a vegan restaurant and be like, where's the meat? I feel discriminated against. You put the shoe on the other foot and you see how it's a clown shoe. <laughs> you put that shoe on the other foot and it's as plain as day. It's a clown shoe. You are a clown. <laughs> you don't talk NFL. I want an NFL discussion. <laughs> Life is a lot better when you accept that you can't uh, or do or get everything that you want. Right. I mean, live life on life's terms, man. Yeah, rules for thee, but not for me. Yes, yes. The the woke cancel culture, the, the entitlement culture motto. Rules for thee, but not for me. Somebody ordered the Frickmas blend a while ago. Chris Tez. Thank you so much, Chris. Chris Tez. Our first coffee order of the day. Thank you very much. Technically, is it meat? <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. That was good. That was a good discussion. So we're going to shift gears. I don't know if the guys are around. Hopefully they are because I created a title and a thumbnail that we're going to be doing the Dynasty, uh, Dynasty Shipyard, um, uh, the Dynasty Shipyard, uh, uh, what's it called? I, I keep wanting to say dungeon, but it's an expedition, the dungeon. Uh, we're going to be doing that. Appreciate everybody very, very much. Uh, can we do custom date range? apply what custom date range how long have we been running the affiliate code apply oh there we go there we go nice thank you everybody who's been using the affiliate uh, code um, the Amazon the Amazon affiliate code I pre- I'm sorry the Amazon affiliate link thank you um do you know when the Destiny community video you're working on will release? Tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern. Tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern. We have a nice ribeye cut of eggplant. <laughs> Got a nice ribeye cut of eggplant right here. Yeah, we'll cook it. We'll cook it medium veg. What the frick does that mean? 
<laughs> oh, golly. Golly, chat, golly. Okay. I'm getting the next stream ready. We... The frick was that? Uh, I always freak myself out. Like, I load up the game, and then it's like... Uh, and then all of a sudden, the screen flickers and the game turns on. I'm like, what's my computer doing? I'm like, oh, that's right. I opened the game. Um, did I tell you guys what happened to my computer? I took it to the local place. I took it to the local place, and they're like, dude, we stress test this thing for 30 minutes. It's fine. And I was like, there's no way it's fine. I said I was getting, you know, encoding errors, and it was like downgrading. It was downclocking because it was getting too hot. And he was like, well, we stress tested for 30 minutes, and it didn't get above 95 degrees Celsius. He's like, that's that's actually fine for this card. He's like, that's fine for this card. And, um... And I said, well, I said, this is what happened. I'm worried that the pump's going bad. And if it's if it's intermittent, it's not going to do it for you in a 30-minute window, but it might do it to me next week on a Friday, right? And he said, well, typically for this processor, he's like, they run hot. We would do a 360 water cooling system and you have like a 240 or a 340 or two. Basically, there's a 300 version and I have the 200 version. And, um... And, uh... And so the uh i was like we'll just upgrade right 95 celsius yeah i told him 95 is hot i was like i was like i think 80 80 and 85 is pretty warm right I said i think 80 and 85 is pretty warm now keep in mind this was at full load he had it at 100 percent full load for whatever they were doing so he said 95 for full loads acceptable because very rarely is a card gonna is is a, is a processor gonna stay at full load right? The rad size is 360. Okay. So he said it was 95 under full load, which means ordinarily it's never gonna get that hot. Okay, it's keeping it. Okay, so um, I like keeping it at around 80 peak and never above 80 peak. Okay. Um. And so I said, well, I'll tell you what, I said, I've streamed on that machine for two years. I said, my concern is that the water pump's just going to, just going bad. I said, cause that's the only explanation for the card, for the processor to suddenly just down clock itself. It got too hot. So the water pump was messing up. I said, and I couldn't replicate it. I said, I've been streaming in OBS at medium encoding for like two years. I said, so upgrade. Uh, he, he said, you know, we'll, we'll upgrade it for you. And he's going to get rid of the fans that rattle. There's two fan. There's a fan in the front that has like a bearing problem, and it like rattles every once in a while. Super annoying. So, um, yeah. So I'll be glad to have that streaming rig back because we'll be able to stream at medium encoding, and then the gameplay in New World will clean up quite a bit, and then I'll be able to play New World on a better gaming rig because my wife's rig is great, but it's not built. It doesn't. It doesn't have two SSDs in it, so we'll be in a better situation probably next week. I don't know if I'll, I'm. I'm probably gonna go get it today. Get it back today, but. When he told me it was fine, I was like, mm, no, it's not. <laughs> I know that thing's not fine, dude. Um, there's no way. There's no way. I was, it, 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 a CPU doesn't just downclock because it feels like it. Like, something was going on. Something was wrong. So, okay. Uh, hopefully the homies are around. Uh, hopefully the homies are around for a... Uh, oh, Vinny's ex- inviting me. Okay, we already have three of us. We already have three people for the Dynasty Shipyard. So give me one second to run upstairs and then we'll switch streams and we'll go. I'll I'll redirect you into the stream so you guys can see the Dynasty Shipyard Expedition. Okay, I'll be right back.
Oh, we're going to go over three hours. Shoot. I took a little bit too long to go upstairs and come back down. Uh, we can do this. Should be able to... There we go. Should be able to hear it. I want to make sure I can hear it. Okay. Alright, we're going to switch to gameplay. And it should do... Redirect has gotten really smooth. Somebody already went over and disliked. Man, this guy is committed. Thanks for the engagement, homie. Helps my recommends. Alright, the link is in chat. Just in case the redirect doesn't work. Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. Going to be diving into more New World gameplay today, and we are going to be attempting the Dynasty Shipyard Expedition or uh, the Dynasty Shipyard Dungeon. Uh, if you like this content, my commentary in the morning, we talked about how is the game broken? Am I concerned the trade house getting reinstated? Uh, are we worried about those things? We talked about that this morning. So if you missed that talk show, uh, remember to hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss uh, 